are two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What is going on, bro? Shalom. Shalom. Mm. Uh, those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Uh, I organized everything, and this is episode two of 2018, season number four. We're starting our fourth year of of doing this which is absolutely crazy absolutely crazy <laughs> 15 I six four, i don't think i don't think it's four here started may 24th 2015 did all of 2016 did all of 2017 and this is 2018 this is our fourth season uh fourth year starting our fourth year absolutely crazy you said 15 or 16 15 15 all of 15 all of 16 all, right. all of 17 all right uh, so those of you, we're here live every single Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Today, we just came out with the Destiny 2 development update, January 11th, 2018. It popped up literally minutes ago. So I'm gonna, we're going to read through that. We're going to go through it. We're going to talk about the state of Destiny and where and if we're ever going to go back. Um, if you watch our past shows... That's basically what this whole episode is going to be about. It's going to be a Destiny 2. That's why it's at the bottom of the, of the screen. Um, if you watch past shows, if you go into the June category of Season 3, uh, when Bungie didn't even release Destiny 2 yet, me and Sarge start talking about how lackluster the game would be if they did certain things, which for Wishin came true. And this is the state of the game that Destiny is in right now. Right where it's they, it's a dire need of resuscitation, and someone had to pull out the paddles. And this, hopefully, this I haven't read through the update yet, so I'm literally going to read it with you guys uh, and with Sarge on the stream, and we're going to discuss and talk about it. Uh, hopefully, we'll take it step by step, and we won't rant on too long, so we can move on through the thing. So, Destiny developer update. Uh, bring it up on the screen. It says, Game Director for, game director Christopher Barrett. Hey, everyone. At the end of the last year, I made a promise that I would update you on the plans of Destiny 2. The team has been hard at work, and we're ready to be shared where we are headed. We used to wait and talk about game updates until we certain, uh, certain we could meet our deadlines to avoid letting players down. And if we change our plans no longer, we are just listening and doing. Please keep in mind that the further we make this promise, the more are subject to change. And with the caveat... We are here and plans, okay? Destiny uh, contact categories. One of the things we want to set clear is expectations for which the categories of the content are available to everyone in each season. Uh, exclusive in Destiny 2 expansions. Expansions are purchasable updates that are typically add new story, destinations, and gear, as well as new crucible, strikes, raid, raid layer, and content. Uh, season introduced a content that it made available to all players in Destiny 2 at no additional cost. They have post-launch content. They have the expansions here. It says uh, they had new campaign strikes, new destinations, new destination rewards, new raid layers, new crucible maps, and new legendary and exotic gear. 
Uh, in the season contents, this is all free as Iron Banner, faction uh, rallies, seasonal reputation rewards, end game playlists, seasonal events, and new features and updates. And then the Eververse had customized items, boons, and emotes. Okay. Iron Banner and Faction Rally and their rewards will be available to everyone as part of Season 2. Additionally, going forward, we are making changes at the new seasonal rewards from Crucible, Strikes, Trials of the Nine, and available to all players. Faction Rallies returns on January 16th, and Iron Banner will be back in rotation on January 30th. Eververse, we recognize the scales are tipped too far towards tests at the moment, and Eververse was never intended to be suitable for endgame content. Substituted, sorry, thank you. At the end of the content and rewards, so we'll be making three changes of the upcoming season. We're shifting the balance of the new content in favor of the activity rewards over Bright Engrams. This includes adding ghost sparrows and ships to the date found only in Bright Engrams to achievement reward pools. What they should say there is going back to Destiny 1, right? Basically, that's that's what they're doing there. Uh, we'll provide gameplay path to earn Bright Engrams and all con uh, contained rewards, including uh, event engrams. We'll give players more direct purchases options and make adjustable uh, adjustments to bright engrams to allow players to get the items that they want more often. All right, so just from that little section, the Eververse, that seems like they're taking it in the right direction. Still not a big fan of the Eververse, but they got to do what they got to do. Uh, and it's not going to go away. What does that What does that mean when you say they got to do what they have to do? Well, what I'm saying, well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it right now. They have to do what they got to do. It's never going to go away, right? Us as gamers... Uh, because the few outweigh the many, right? Because there's a few people out there that will purchase stuff that will always keep that there, right? It's never going to go because they're making extra income. Uh, if it's a thousand people funding it, or if it's 10,000 people funding it, it's not going to go anywhere because that's extra income in their pockets, right? And as a business, that's what they're trying to do, make money, right? So I don't agree with it. I, I personally don't think they should have any of the Eververse in there, uh, skins or no skins, because when Destiny first released, there was no Eververse. Everything in the game you could get within the game, uh, and now you're you're linked to certain gear that they've provided in the Eververse uh, as untouchable unless you, you get it randomly with RNG. RNG uh, rolls on top of RNG, right? So that's what I mean by they got to do what they got to do. It's, they're never going to take it out. They're never going to take a, it out. First of all, it's not a it's not a free to play game. It's a paid game with paid DLC. So Eververse doesn't need to be there at all. Correct. Because DLCs pay for the game, just like any other game. Any other in game. The last last ten years. Right. Okay. You want to make more money on top of more money? That's fine. But the way that the game is structured now is is bad. This is an EA tactic. This is not a yeah. EA light tactic. To, yeah. We're trying to we're trying to we're trying to do what we're doing. Trying to do. That's not that's not what's going on here. I, basically, I, I've already perused through, through half of this here. I'm gonna keep, keep going, but the the gist I'm getting from this is our, our game wasn't done. Well, well right. That's, well, that's, we talked about that. We talked about that last week. They did, they did the reboot, right? They did the reboot, and they only had 16 months instead of 32 months. And we talked about the reboot, and everyone's like, "It's not a reboot. It's not a reboot. It is a reboot, and it's proven now. It's a reboot, right? Because uh, they rebooted it with 16 months, and all the stuff that they're releasing uh, from this from this section is stuff that they were wanted to put in the game and it wasn't ready for when it was launched the and timeline the timeline itself is fucking this game if there was no timeline and they just waited till the game was done and then released the damn game it would be fine right you did not need to release the sequel of the game well two they, years or three well, years they did. after the game came out you they, did not they did because they were under contractual uh, uh you know with with activision 
right? They so had that's, to. That's gonna be the dumbest contract ever because all you did was fuck your reputation and you fucked over your player base. Yeah, so that, that makes yep. that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it's it's funny to me, and I, we've talked about it on the show where I said they've they left Microsoft because they didn't like the they the they want they wanted them to make the next Halo, and they were like, well, we want to make Destiny, and they said, well this is a smarter deal if you make Halo. And they said, well, no, we're going to part ways because they didn't like the, the contract and they didn't like how they were, were under restraint and under contractual. They had to get certain things done at certain times. So they left Microsoft and then they signed with Activision. And Activision's like, well, you got to put a main game out and then two expansions and then a big DLC once a year, right? So it's like, boom, boom. Remember, remember that... This game, and they they said it. We saw, we talked about it last week. This game was started again, uh, November right, 2015. They started doing Destiny 2. November of 2015. No, I'm sorry. November of 2014. My mistake. November of 2014, and then they stopped working on it in April of 2016 and rebooted it. Okay, and then it only gave themselves 16 months after they worked on 16 months. Can you imagine though? Let's 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 be honest here. Can you imagine being one of the employees there and working for 16 months on everything that you've worked on, whatever you worked on, the skins, the land, and everything, and then they come up to you and say, uh, "We got to scrap everything and we got to we got to restart." Right? That's got to be devastating. As a, as an employee there, you're like, "What the?" F-? You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, we talked about it. You talked about it, Sarge, specifically. You said that something doesn't seem right. The reins. Someone doesn't have the reins. Right? And they changed in the middle of the, of, of the fucking game cycle. And you said it yourself again, EDZ. They've spent a shit ton of time on the EDZ. You can tell how much it's flushed out and how beautiful it looks. And then you look at Titan and you look at IO. Titan's very small. It's detailed, but small. And then IO looks like copy paste, copy pasta, copy pasta, copy pasta. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't look like it was a taking any time to put into that. It's very open, not really alive. Nothing's there. Uh, but EDZ looks like a really good flushed out world because, well, they've been working on it for 32 months, right? Where the other ones, they didn't. Um, so we'll continue. We've come, we've begun implementing these changes for Crimson Day's event beginning February 13th, but even more changes on the way in Season 3. Com- uh, com- completing Nightfalls, Raids, Crimson Day's milestones during Crimson Days will also reward you with exclusive legendary emotes, weapon skins, exotic sparrows, uh, respectively. Players will earn double engrams at the level cap, one chrism engram for illuminated engram and duration of the event. Chrism engrams can also drop the com- uh, completing the chrism days uh, match and completing the chrism days milestones. Each chrism engram is very strongly weighed into rewards when decrypted until the new event items have been obtained. XP rates. We'll still uh, investigating changes to the XP earned rates. Our goal with the, any update to XP is transparent and constant XP gain regardless of preferred activities. Right now, it's too slow to generate a general and lopsided towards grinding specific activities, which is not fun grind. We want to fix without making those activities low value as the players who aren't grinding them. Uh, Fairness is cool. Our first attempt to turn out unworkable buggy while also having to investigate other angles. We continue to update as soon as we move forward. Okay, uh, feature roadmap. These are all three releases that we want to put into the radar right now. Later releases will get more specific dates as they get closer. The following content features will be available to all D2 players regardless of expansion and ownership. January 30th update, Masterwork Armory. Uh, we're expecting the Masterwork system to include armor. Okay, Masterwork Armor provides increased damage uh, reduction while using 
your super. You can also recoil, uh, re-roll your armor. Yep, re-roll your armor. Stat type masterwork armory, and similar to masterwork weapons. Uh, you can upgrade pieces of armor in the masterwork by spending masterwork cores and legendary shards. Okay, before I even read on from that, their masterwork program right now is broke. Right? There's no drive to do the weapons, so now they're adding armor. Great. Listen, listen. Great. The, if the armor, the armor is the armor, and the weapons are the weapons, you don't need to look for mods to put on a on a piece of armor to make the armor better. You just need to put that piece of armor in the game. I don't, this this is the kind of stuff that they, they they're trying to re, it's redundancy. They're trying to make it look like there's something going on in the game. This right. is not a this is not a driving force in the collectibles. This <clears> is something <throat> they're just throwing in there for the illusion of making something. If the armor is rare or the things that are on the armor are rare, then that piece of armor is just rare in the game to find. Period. I don't need to be looking for stuff to make my armor with those point with those with those points on it. You see what I'm saying? Like right. I I I find it very disconcerting that it's okay to release a second sequel in a half-assed state and then talk about it as if we have some great updates coming up. These are not updates. This is the game that is missing that they're continuously 18 months behind on that they're just trying to fix along the way. It's right. it's I, I I will I'll I'll come I'll I will play this game February next year. Like that's 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 <laughs> right. when that's when everything will be in, everything will be tuned. Like because you spent three years tuning the first game, and we were just good. They tuned it, we're just good, and then all of a sudden, we take ten steps backwards. Right. I I, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Ha over half the stuff listed here is in Destiny One. Right. All the stuff, basically. I mean, besides the masterworks, the masterworks is basically just like the reroll grind that you were going for the. For, for certain gear for for weapons and armor um i'm gonna skip this this part raid reward rework they're just reworking it february update strike scoring high score tracking don't know why this wasn't in it they they brought this in with rise of iron and then they got rid of it for destiny 2 and now they're bringing it back right i don't know why they got rid of it to bring it back so they can be like well, they didn't get rid of it, it they did they got rid of they didn't have time to put it in well, whatever. Didn't get rid of it. Well, didn't get rid of it. it wasn't at launch, right? You put it in Destiny 1. It wasn't at launch at Destiny 2. You got rid of it, and now you're putting it back in, and now you're presenting it to us like, oh, oh, thank God you guys are putting this back in. I feel like you guys are really listening to us, right? Like, it's stupid. It's stupid. Uh, strike scoring uh, is coming to Nightfall, replacing the current time limit mechanic. Bravo. Because the fucking time limit mechanic was so stupid. Here. Go through it as fast as possible. Don't kill anybody. Just drive your sparrow through. Good job, right? Like, this is what I'm talking about right here. We're getting rid of the time limit thing, and we're putting the score back in. Oh, oh thank you, Bungie. Thank you very much for doing something that was so stupid to begin with, and now you put it back in. Okay. Uh, Destiny 1 system, but adjustments to emph uh, emphasize the competitive... Uh, execution of the strike objectives and support the player's selectable score modifiers. In February, Nightfall high scores will be exposed in game via new emblems and unlock rewards. We also have plans to clan and community high scores in the works. I have a question. I have a question. If if you and someone else does the Nightfall and you're in my clan, do I still get the new emblems without ever doing the timed Nightfalls? Because if I do, go fuck yourself. Okay. I hope I don't get anything from this. 
Okay, I hope I have to actually do the actual thing to get the actual rewards. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because if they, if they, if I go to Hawthorne, if I go to Hawthorne, okay, and there's an emblem from the time nightfall or the score nightfall, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so aggravated because that's so stupid. Okay, that's the reason the game is boring as hell right now because. You don't have to do anything, and you can still go to Hawthorne and grab your raid gear, your Trials of Nine gear, any other gear that you didn't even try to do. It's dumb. Yeah, but the, 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 issue, the issue that I have is if, if the entire premise is to get you to play as long as possible in order for people to – the percentage of people to buy the, the, the microtransactions over time. You know, like people right. every once in a while they want to buy a skin. or you, The longer you get someone to play, the, more, the greater chance of them – Having to buy a skin or or an emote or something, right? That's the idea. Yep. Keep the keep the player base playing. Well, the original game did that. The original game kept the player base playing forever because you were looking for god rolls and you were looking for specific weapon types or or a mixed match of armor, right? So it was already in place. So you dumbed down the game to oblivion, and then introduce a introduce the eververse, and now no one wants to play because there's nothing to do. It's like they right. went backwards, right? If if your intent if your intent was to get people to play longer, then everything you've done for the last eighteen months has 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 gone against your entire premise of Eververse. I right? just my, my concern now, okay, and this is not just this is not just for Activision, right? My concern now is that just because microtransactions are quote unquote gonna be in everything now then it doesn't matter if the game actually sucks or not. Because as long as you hype up the game enough and get your get your initial sales in the beginning, even if you don't hit your sales numbers, the money you're going to make in microtransactions from the people who initially bought it are going to offset the people that didn't buy the game. Right. And so now there's no, there's no, there's no uh, priority to make sure the game is good, like an actual good game. You know, we made the game, we did our job, so we put the microtransactions in it, and if it didn't go over well, no big deal. We'll just recoup the loss. And we'll make another game down the road. Right. Right. So we're gonna get these this 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 line of half-ass games with microtransactions in them, and then that's just the way it's gonna be. Right. Right. That's disappointing, because then they're then then they're not on the hook anymore. A right. game company can come out and make a shitty game, all right, just sell enough and still remain afloat, and that's and that's the way we're gonna go. No, dude, not me. I'm not doing it. That's horrible. I, that, that will that will hurt the industry as a whole. I agree. I agree. All right, mods 2.0. I'm I'm worried about reading this this paragraph. Work is underway on a full rework of armor and weapon mods. This will focus on reducing redundant mods, more unique theming, and greatly increase their impact on the power. We're aiming for February release, but the scope of the rework could push parts of all of it out to early spring. We'll be evaluating how mods play into the bright engram economy. As a result, because we're sensitive to pay-to-win outcomes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They're taking the mods and putting them into bright engrams? Is that what no, I just read there? No, that's not what that says. What that says is that... How it's mods play that, into the bright it, it, engram. It's possible that, the, that a, a mod in the bright engram, in, in, that, in that loot pool, might be something that's special on top of what normally is it. Like a, a legendary mod as opposed to an exotic mod. Just to give an example, like one is better than the other one. And so if I... If I buy the mod at an Eververse, it's going to trump the mod you can find in the game. 
That's what that says. Okay, so let's take that for a second. If there's a mod in the Bright Engram, that means it's in the Eververse. Right? Yeah. That means you have to pay to get the, to get the but better mod. Because they're sensitive to pay-to-win outcomes. That's what they're saying. They're saying they're trying to balance it out. They don't want to put a mod in there that people are buying. Well, there shouldn't no be a mod in there. Mod. There's no mods in there now for the for the Eververse. Well, that's, that's all mods now. right now. All mods right now are from the Banshee, right? Am I am I mistaken by that? Did they change something in the month that I haven't played? Did they start putting mods inside the Eververse chat? Is that is that true? I mean, I don't know, right? Mods, mods, mod. are they mod are, mod. mods are in Bright Engrams currently? I didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, you turn them in, you get a random, you'll get a random one. I did not know that. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm, I feel educated and I feel outraged because now you know the exotic mods are going to be inside the bright engrams, and then they're going to choose to make people because right now mods are the savior of this game. If they don't rework the weapons themselves, okay. Now I haven't read anything else down below, right? They, they could do it. <laughs> But, but some you, blue. But you see what you see what you're doing though. It, the mods don't need to be there. No, no. The random rolls need to be there. No, no. I understand that, but they got rid they of the could, random they rolls. Could save, they could save themselves tons and I tons agree. of hours. I agree. One hundred percent. I agree. One hundred percent. But We're the problem. Put another system in there that we don't need. Look, for random roll. I understand. Look, I'm only I'm only working with what they give me, right? And they gave me the mods, right? Because they got rid of random rolls. If their mods are still in there and they're doing this, you know the exotics are going to be inside the Eververse. That's just going to make you grind for them more because they know the mods are the new rerolls and stuff. Oh, man, I don't know about that. But, yes, but even if they are, okay, the whole premise of being more powerful, okay, as they say in the lines here, we're trying to make you more powerful because a lot of people say that they don't feel powerful, understandable completely. But when you are giving... You're giving insight. You're saying that we're going to make items in the game, make you feel more powerful. That's great. Now, the other half of that equation is where am I going to use it? Newfound power to right. use it. Right. Am I just doing the nightfall strike? And now instead of doing it in 20 minutes, I can do it in 15 minutes. But does that really mean anything other right. than five minutes? Like, that's it. Like, that's what I'm saying. You have to have levels. I'm tired of hearing it's not an MMO. I'm tired of hearing that it, it, that's not the way it is. It is an MMO, okay? They're structuring it like an MMO. So now you have to make levels in the game like an MMO. Whereas when you reach a certain level, you go to a different zone, and you need to be at that level in order to kill the stuff that's there. Otherwise, there's no point in having that gear, okay? okay? Bring back the guns that have perks for strikes and raids. Bring back the armor that have purposes for strikes and raids solar burns arc burns have a boss have that if you don't have that armor you take twice as much damage or three times you know make us switch armors make us switch things make us do things with the customizations I, that I, gives you purpose that's exactly what i said on the rangers round table multiple times and on this podcast i said the mods are the key of the game right now as far as this right you're in a you're in a nightfall you're in a strike it has the burns right you can take any gun and any mod and you have a you know solar burn uh, arc burn, void burn, okay, and you take those mods and you implement them on your guns. At the end, of, halfway through the match, let's say it says uh, now it's solar burn, right? For this section, dump the dump the mod that you have on the gun. Add a void now, right? You have a void mod now. You put on that gun. It's a, it's a disposable, right? You get rid of the arc one. You put the void one on the gun now. Now you use that. Then you go out in the world 
and farm mods so you can do your nightfall, so you can do the strikes, so it makes it easier for you, right? And then you know if the adventures have them or the lost sectors have them, then you would go do the lost sectors, and then you would get the mods, and it would be a potential that it could drop that you get the arc mod from lost sectors in this section. You get the void mod from this section, so you can put on your gun, so you can then go into the nightfall or then go into a raid or then go to wherever you need to do so you can get those mods to put on your gun so you can burn through them. It's a consumable. It's a consumable. Who right now is 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 burning through consumable mods on their on their guns? No, they take a thing, they put it on their gun, rest in case. That's it. They don't ever change them. There's no point to ever change them, right? You need to. They're consumables, just like their shaders, just like anything else, just like the ammo that's not in the game anymore, right? Because now you just find ammo. But the consumable, that's what it is. Take the mods, make them consumables, and change them all the time. So you have to go. Go farm. If I want to go sit there all day, Sarge, and I want to go to this loot cave, and I know this this one loot cave drops arc, okay, arc mods for burn effect, okay, then I'm going to go there, and I'm going to farm that guy until I have 20 fucking arc burn weapon mods that I can put on any gun that I want and have a, a surplus of them, right, because that's what I want to do. Do you agree or disagree with that? It's a it, the introduction of mods in the game is an overinflated mechanic that doesn't need to be there. The ro the random rolls of the guns were the mods. Okay, it's a it's a you're you're they're bloating up the actual game with stuff that just bogs down the actual streamlining of what I'm actually doing in this game. I want random rolls again, but they're not giving us that. Right, the mods are their 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 extension to that. Yeah, well, right. I, I would like to come up with something that convolutes the game to give false purpose to the player base. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not that's if it if it if it's not broke, don't fix it. It wasn't broke before. You spent three years making a game, it was just about right. And then when you made the sequel, you took all of it out and you went a step backwards. And now we're trying to rebuild from the beginning. Like we're gonna pretend like the last three years never happened. <laughs> right. Right. Like, I, I'm I I for one am not going to buy anything, okay? I don't buy what they're saying because, it, especially especially since allegedly and once again I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say allegedly not fact yet, allegedly that that they rebooted again, okay? They, they did they, and, 16 and months they, ago. And, and if they rebooted again, it wasn't allegedly. Okay, it's a fact. Okay, right? And if they rebooted again, then why would you want to start over? It doesn't right? make any why sense to me. Why would you want to start over? Yeah, okay. it, that's official, Sarge. That's that's 16 months ago. April of 2016 is when they rebooted Destiny 2 and what we're playing right now, right? They worked on it from November 2014 till April 2016. The director left. They rebooted it with Luke Smith on Destiny 2 and then moved forward from April 2016 to release of September of 2017. 16 months. They had 32 months total. They cut it in half. They have 16 months to work on this game. So think about it. By the end of this year, September, when the Destiny Taken Queen, as everyone says, is coming out, that is 32 months right there, okay, where the game should actually be released. Destiny 2 should actually be released there. So here, here's what's, here's what's going to happen right now. We're seeing it right now, week two of January, okay, when they come out with whatever it's named, the Taken Queen, Taken King 2.0, whatever you want to call it, okay, they're going to come out. The game is going to be back into good standing again because of all this stuff they're implementing. And then everyone's going to be like, see, I knew Destiny was going to come along. 
No, no. And, what, and... What's going to happen is, is after after this debacle is over and they make it back to Destiny One like it's supposed to. Right. No, they're going to want to applaud. Hype, That's what I'm saying. The hype, the hype train's going to be about these other guys we're finally going to get to shoot. That's going to be the that's going to be their whole thing about this next race in the pyramids that we're going to have to go after this another guy this other race that they're going to introduce and that's going to be like the big grabber that everyone's going to come running back cuz I got to shoot somebody new. Yeah, okay? it's meanwhile the state of the game, the core mechanics of the game are in disrepair. Okay? Adding things uh, if if they would just stop adding this other this other fluff stuff and work on the back to the core, okay? The masterworks thing the fucking the the mods like erase erase random rolls reasons for armor perks on armor have a nice day everyone can go look everyone can now farm areas titans got this sets of armor with these sets of perks uh io's got these armors with these sets of perks so you know where to go to farm it's not that complicated no they're the making game convoluted was good. the yep. game was good it was they were just getting they were just getting it good when Rise of Iron came out, everyone was, it was all, it was, the game was firing in all cylinders, what you needed, what you wanted, and where you wanted to go. And now you want everyone to like forget everything and start over and then be like, oh, don't worry, everybody. They're going to, they're going to fix it. Don't worry about it. Like, that's not the way to go about this. And, it, right. and it's certainly not to go, it's certainly not the way to go to say that it is our job to let you know that your game is broken. Right. Okay. You know the game is broken. Okay. It's been it's been a farce for the last 36 months. It's been a farce. The game wasn't ready. We all know it. But they it, it's a lie again. But we had to do according to what they said they had to do what they had to do and so you hype it up, you get people to buy it and you can fix it along the way. That kind of mentality tarnishes reputation for the company that you want to believe in, right? So if you're constantly lying to me and you're going to just keep fixing it along the way, I'm not interested in buying it anymore. Right. I'll wait until you guys finish a game. Is your game finished? No. Call me when it's finished. I have my $60 waiting for you. No problem. Right. Okay. This this ongoing repair that we're doing time and time again is frustrating. Okay. And the and the statement saying go play something else is is well well resounding in my inside my head. I'm not interested in playing it because it's not it's not it's not done. It's not done. Just like Division wasn't done, they stayed quiet. They went back into their hole. They fixed their game, and then when they when it was done, they came back out and say, "Hey, everybody, sorry we fucked up. Here's the game now." Okay, right. thanks, Tom Clancy. We're gonna finish <laughs> your game now. Like that. That's the way you do it. Right. Not this. Not this dragging through the mud constantly with lies attached to it the entire time. You're just dragging people along. Like if you're not done, if you're not, it's not done. It's not that big a deal, right? We understand you got a time. You got a timeline. But it's not that big a deal. When you're done with your game, we'll play it. And don't tell me, and don't tell me they didn't make enough money. Okay. And don't tell me the game is too hard. That 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 whole little excerpt of that them saying that making content is hard. I wanted to, I, I almost wanted to strangle my own monitor when I watched <laughs> when I watched that video when the guy said that yeah. the Bungie developer said it's too hard to make content for this game. Well, well let me ask you a question. You guys made the engine. Okay, it's based off a Tiger engine, an advanced Tiger engine from back in the day. If it was so complicated at that point, then then why make a sequel and a follow and a, another sequel after it using the same engine if it was so difficult to use? They they bit off too much than they could chew, right? I mean, under under contractual obligations, that's what it is. Yeah. They they had to do it. That's right. That's right, DX. 
they decided to go forward. Right, right. They decided. So you get no pity. You get no pity from me because you decided to to go forward with this. And you know what I mean? Like, okay. Like, if your leg is hurting you and you're like, well, I'm going to run the marathon, right? And then at the end of the marathon, I'm like, oh, congratulations, man. You finished the marathon. You're like, oh, man, I think I broke my leg. There's, now I'm going to do it the decathlon. There's, go, there's, the there's no pity from me being like, you're an idiot. You should have not ran the marathon with your fucking leg like that, right? That's just it. I've said it in the past. I'll say it again. They, I, I look, I kind of appreciate them going, you know what? We worked on this game for 16 months and we're going to reboot it. What I think is stupid is going, we're going to reboot it and we're still releasing it September of 2017, right? That's the dumb part. The cool part is them going, we don't like what we're doing here. We're going to reboot it. Okay. Thinking, okay, just delay it. Don't come out in August or September of 2017. Delay it till September of 2018, 2019, whatever you want to do. Okay. Because you're fixing the game. Instead, you're like, let's work on it for only 16 months and then release it and we'll fix it later. That right there, you instantaneously went from Cool, man. I appreciate what you're doing because you cut your losses and then you're starting over again. But bad, man, because now you're just taking advantage of of this, of the situation, right? You you put a game out there that it's worth sixty dollars, right? There's there's a there's a game there that you can play and you might only play sixty hours, you might play thirty hours, whatever you play. There's a good game there, okay? But the end game for the hardcore players. It's not like you didn't know what the hell you're getting into. You saw the data of people playing the game months after, before you even started making Destiny 2, going, I didn't know people were going to play this much. What do you mean? By December, you already knew there was people playing for a thousand hours. It's stats. They had them. They had them there, right? I mean, it's so dumb to me. It's so dumb to me that they, they, they look at it and go, well, we didn't know it was going to be this popular. You can't use that anymore. You can't use okay, that so, anymore. Okay, so wait. So, meaning that you didn't know it was going to be this popular because at that point, we didn't know we had to actually make content to continue people playing in this MMO. Non-MMO, right? right. MMO, it's, it's non-MMO. MMO. Right. It's an MMO, okay? Whatever you guys want to say, you could call it a hybrid or whatever you want. The elements in the game are MMO. It's mini okay? multi-online. What, whatever right? you want to call it, but it's not. it's not this cooperative looter shooter that everybody wants to call it when you have content that has to come out on a regular basis in order to keep the player base happy that you've constructed you constructed an mmo and then you in, you in turn didn't have the actual mechanics in place to keep people busy but by some stroke of genius in destiny one they did they did have a mechanic in there that kept you cycling around and you were completely okay with it. The idea was looking for God rolls. Right. No, you cannot misconstrue the, that mechanic in the game. <clears throat> the fact that guns came with random perks was the best thing you, about the game. Was the best thing yeah, about the game. Yeah, was the best the thing about the game. Okay. You just uh, let's go, let's hang out. Let's let's you, me, and Dread hang out. Let's go run strikes and see if we can get the right. And the, if I got the gun. If I got the gun, everyone's like, all right, all right, you got the gun. And now we're like, well, let's get you the gun, right? And we went back in and did the exact same thing again to help you get the gun. Right, but but at least you knew the guns that we were going for came from a specific boss. So we're going to play this gang over and over again. Maybe the, tonight we didn't get it. Or right. this week we didn't get it. Right. See you next week. Right. We'll do it again. The fact that you removed so much because you didn't have time, then pretend like you're trying to update it 
to make it like yeah, Destiny just... One, right? It's Destiny. First of all, this is Destiny One Point Five from the get. I well, I just called this Destiny. It's just Destiny. That's it. Okay. Right. Uh, continue on. So here's I'm, the here's the reason I'm coming back to Destiny right here. This this one section right here. Uh, you will now finally be able to see your other members of the fire team on the destination map. No more asking your fire team where they went and how fast they traveled the landing zone. Was this hard? Was this super hard to find your teammates? Where are you, Sarge? I'm over on the other other place. Great, I'll be there in two seconds. I can see you on the map when I get there. I see your name. <laughs> I see your name. You're in my fucking crew. <laughs> it doesn't make it... That's what's, what's bringing me back. All right. Spring of 2018, we're talking the time we need a development of Expansion 2 that will allow us to react to players' feedback from Curse of Osiris. In the coming months, we'll talk to you more about what we can expect in Destiny 2's next story. The team is eager to show you what they've been working on. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see what you've been working on. Just fucking release it. Okay? And when reviewers come out and tell us what the fuck you did, then I'll make my, my observation if I want to buy your game or not. Independent from Expansion 2, the team will deliver a number of new features that will release before during Season 3. Every player in Destiny 2 will receive new content in the following categories. Crucible. We want to give players a new reason to play. More variety, balance improvements. Spring will bring a number of exciting and long-awaited features of the Crucible. Long-awaited features. I can't wait to read these. Here we go. Uh, Crucible rank. Fantastic. Should have been in Destiny 1. Beginning with Season 3, you will introduce a seasonal Crucible ranking. There will be two different ranks for players to pursue. Valor, a progression rank that goes up uh, as you compete, uh, complete matches. Winning helps you move up faster, and then there's no loss for penalties. Glory, a progression rank that goes up when you win and down when you lose. Performance is how you move up here. Okay, Overwatch. That's, that's basically what that is. Private matches. Oh, wow, private matches. Man, where did they have that before? Oh, wait, Destiny 1. Private matches are coming to all players in Destiny 2. Players will be able to invite their friends and play on the map and uh, and mode on their choosings. Okay? 6v6 playlist. Hey, what have we all been waiting for? We already had it. You took it away from us. We weren't waiting for it. We thought it was going to be in the game. Uh, Listen, don't, but don't keep saying they took it away from us. They didn't take it away. They didn't have time to put it in. Because it makes them look... Listen, it makes them look really dumb. That they couldn't put it back in, you have to give them ben I mean, You got to give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt. They just didn't have time to put it in, right? Because the game was rushed. Obviously, it wasn't. Okay, it so wasn't rushed. They had three years to work on this game. They chose to make it in sixteen months. They chose to make it in sixteen months. Uh, we're bringing six v six PvP to Destiny Two in addition to the current four v four game modes. Mayhem event. Mayhem will return with limited time event during season three and going forward. Additional fixes. We're making some changes to make. Uh, quitting less common and behind-the-scenes security improvements to help improve the overall Crucible experience. Additional highlights, weapons, and the ability to balance pass. Sandbox adjustments based on players' feedback, the data from the live game. The Sandbox team will share specific changes as we lead up to Season 3. That's very generic. Exotic weapons and armor balance pass. Exotic, exotic weapons and armor receiving a comprehensive design pass and ensure that they stand out from the rest of the gear and other new, exciting, powerful ways to play. Seasonal reputation. Specific vendors will now display a seasonal ranking. We've talked about that in Destiny 1. Right? And here they are. They're finally doing it four and a half years later. Right? Uh, earning reputation will unlock unique seasonal rewards and will reset each season. That's probably the best thing I've heard so far from this whole this whole thing, right? 
Improve Iron Banner and Faction Rallies. In addition to the changes that you will see in the Iron Banner and Faction Rallies return this month, it will continue literally uh, uh, iterating on these make-them-unique, exciting experiences that we'll look forward to. Playlist Reputation Reduction. Uh, the features solves the problem of experience, experiencing the same playlist entire uh, entry multiple multiple times a consecutive frequent succession of both Crucible and Strikes. That doesn't make any sense why that's happening. That shouldn't even be a thing that they're telling us. Right? I should be able to pick whatever strike I want. I shouldn't have to go in a round robin and then get two, three of the same strikes back to back to back. It's the dumbest thing ever. Thanks for fixing something that was stupid. Endgame player pursuit. We agree with the feedback and the imbalancing between achievement and the bright engram rewards. And we'll be making adjustments to shift more rewards in specific endgame pursuits instead of generic XP grinding for bright engrams. We're excited to share the details as soon as we have them worked out. What that sentence says right there is, we don't know how to fix it. We don't have an answer for you at this time. But soon as we do, we'll let you know about it. That's exactly what that means. Multi-emotes. When multi-emote launches, you will be able to choose which emote you have equipped to each of your, your four emote slots. This boggles my mind. Next. This boggles my next. mind. Next. It's been, a radial wheel's been in multiple no, no, games. Okay. Next. Vault space. Here we go. Vault space. We're targeting an additional 50 slots to player vaults. We don't believe just adding more space is a complete solution, and we're actively working on other changes to reduce the load of your vault space. Hmm. How can they do this? I don't know. How about make that kiosk and you just keep putting as much as you want because all you have to do, Bungie, is if all your guns are static rolls, they could all be in the goddamn kiosk and when you get that weapon, it just highlights it that you have it and the ones that you don't are, are grayed out. There is no room for fucking vault space. All you have to do is give us a checklist of what's there, and then what I have is checked, and what I don't is unchecked. It's a static roll. There's no multiple rolls on the gun. Unless you're, yep. unless I read down farther, and then they tell me they're bringing back non-static roll guns. Okay? I mean, that's so fucking retarded that they just said that. Well, we're going to give you 50 slots, because until we figure out some other way, you've already figured it out. You did it in Destiny 1. You did it in Destiny 1, okay, with all the exotics, with all the fucking uh, uh, shaders, with all the emblems, with all the sparrows. That's all you had to do. The vault space is there. And now you can do it because in Destiny 1 you couldn't because there was multiple roles. But now because you've made it simplified and dummy, all you have to do is make a kiosk. Check it off if you have it. Not checked if you don't. So fucking stupid. That's crazy talk. I know. I know. Rob, 5K, right? Right? I, 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 I'm like Notre Dameus over know, here. How do, you, how, do you, how do you say that you're trying to solve something and be serious about it when the solution has already been given? It's already there. If, unless, I, I, unless, they I, change I, the, I, unless they change the random roles. How do you speak that way? How do you walk around saying, man, I really wish we, there was a solution to slice bread? I, I know I I can't I, I go to the store I buy this fucking loaf and every fucking day I'm just cutting this bread into slices for sandwiches and it's <laughs> pissing me off. What? How can I fix this problem? Hey James, did you know that there's sliced bread you could buy sliced bread in the store? What? What? Sliced Are bread? Serious? Are you serious? I had no idea. I've been living my entire life cutting bread every day. The fucking thing is there. I I anger just is a cloud. Just a cloud. I'm of, getting yeah. I'm getting I'm getting a pressure point up here. Dumb. They talk to you like you're just dumb. 
we've been playing the same game for three years now. I'm sure on some level, I'm sure on some level, we're just tired of shooting the same people over again, which is why I'm telling you, without a doubt in my mind, that you're going to get a nice chunk of people to come back whenever this queen thing you guys keep talking about, whenever that big, whatever that big thing was made, this big, this big DLC, when we have to kill something new, it's going to be just like killing something new in Halo. Remember when they brought, when they brought right. back the, the Forge guys? I, okay, we're going to kill somebody new. New. <laughs> like... What wait, are you guys wait about? here here comes the better part, Sarge. The next I, line, I just read the, the next line. We're adding exotic accessory tab to vault collections, so you'll be no longer need to spend vault space for your exotic ships, sparrows, and ghosts. Uh, I'm not even going to say thank you. I have I'm a question. I'm very I'm very confused. I'm very confused. Yeah, I'm very confused. I'm very confused. I think their answer for this sentence above that is the the spot below basically the vault is just a kiosk and all they have to do is make it a kiosk that's it <laughs> that's it it's so dumb pc chat clan chat in addition to the tower you can target it in for february we're adding a clan chat for pc version of the game heroic strike changes we'll be introducing modifiers to add more gameplay variety to the experience fall is it clan, is it clan chat just everyone get into a xbox party isn't that what clan chat is? Or Discord, right? If you're on PC, right? If you're on PC, right, right. right. So we're we're gonna waste time on that. Yep. Well, it's a it's okay. a it's a well, pinnacle thing. Remember, remember when they asked for chat? Remember when they asked for chat on the Xbox right. and the I PlayStation? Just, I just think that remember. Remember when that chat during D one? Yep. And it and it blowing up in everyone's faces because yep. everyone was listening to either loud music squeakers right. or somebody threatening you for the for the next half right. an hour about how you sucked right there strike. was no there was no chat in the game like voice chat and then everyone was asking for it and then everyone had it and everyone no nobody used it and they all it right a, right it, it was wasn't a thing it was just cancer right. that's what exactly okay what it was. so fall of 2018 or sooner we're working on a lot more that we're not quite ready to discuss except for more of the small sample items in the future item collections and records Item collections and records should have been in the game. Scannable items, ghosts, things to things to look for, things to, to find. Weapon slots and archetype improvements. Okay. Additional crucible playlists, e.g. Rumble. Do not know why they don't have all the weapon all the all the game modes and stuff that they had in Destiny 1. Look at the popular ones and then put them back in the game. Uh better clan rewards. The clan rewards to me are whatever. I mean, if you're a small clan, you're, you barely get anything because you're a small clan. And the only reason to join a big clan is so you can get the rewards faster. Well, you can get free shit. Right, right. Uh, Masterwork Exotics. Fantastic. Another, they should just literally, as Bungie, I'm, I'm pleading with you right now because you're going to fuck up the Masterwork thing. Just do what you did with the game and just drop Masterworks. Okay, drop Masterworks. Get it out of the game now. Okay, because it's it's retarded. You're not going to give us any kind of thing to grind for for the game to go. Oh, it's a must. I need a masterworks weapon for this gun. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen with your with the setup that you have right now. Uh, pinnacle weapon and gear improvements. Okay, trial of the nine improvements. Shaders and dismantling. Okay, is that dismantling shaders? Is that what that well, means? That's that's because that when you have 99 of one type of shader, you have to you have to you have to de destroy them one at a time instead of the entire block at a time. Yeah. 
the future you know, you know, you know the delete option button right remember, remember sort of like that button? remember that button what was the other button we were waiting for 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 two and a half years oh the skip button for yeah. for right for cutscenes. uh the future of guided games i've used guided games once once because you wanted to get the the, the points for it well, no, I used it once because we couldn't find anybody playing at the time. For your gamer score. You know, it's for your gamer score. Well, we used it one time because we were doing a Nightfall, and we couldn't find anybody that was also doing a Nightfall that was also not playing the game at the moment. And then we would use his guided games, and we met an actual nice guy. So for the one time I used it, it was actually pretty nice. Address solo versus fire team matchmaking. Okay. One final note. Except to hear more from our uh, vibungie.net, Twitch, social media, and take, talking more directly, more often, as promised. And we talk to thank you, community, for the passionate and detailed feedback you provide. Okay, so we're done with that. We're done with, the, your, with their update. I didn't really read anything there that told me um, this week in Bungie. Hold on. Uh, listen, I cannot... I Everything you're reading, you want to be positive about. I'm not trying to be negative, but you can't read off a list of stuff that wasn't put in the game and me be excited about it. Yeah, I just the, okay. So the that's, that's that's not how I, that's not how this works. Like when I buy a car, and they say, "Well, the wheels and the engine will come later, but you'll get them." So I'm excited about the I'm excited about getting the wheels in the car. I just want the, I want the car. I want everything. I want everything that comes with this. Supposed to supposed to come with. That's Here it. Here is the in the week uh, in the. This weekly update. Here's the future war cult new uh, new armor that's coming out for this event. Cool looking, new monarchy. Cool. Uh, dead orbit. Cool, and they have a sparrow. That sparrow looks pretty cool, right? You know the the that whole thing they went they're trying to go back to with the whole values of the armor. Um, if if the if the numbers and the values are actually they mean what they do then it should be one of these things where people are looking for specific sets right. for specific bonuses, right? So, like, if you <laughs> happen to find, let's say, set A of armor, and it gives you certain numbers, and the numbers are good, but once you get that last piece and you get a full set, it gives you, like, a bonus to, oh, like, a ship. resilience it's a ship. Sorry. or agility or something. You know, just something. That's, that's the reason why you want the set. Right, as opposed to just going, well, I'm going to put this gauntlet on and this helmet on and this thing on. And I'm going to put this shader on because it kind of looks cool. It might look cool, but the benefits of it don't help you. Right, like if you're going against like a void boss or something. Like, it, like those are the kind of things that need to be instituted in the game to to make to make an exorbitant amount of different items to look different, but then not be able to put things on them in order for me to be useful. Like if I if I if I want to look like 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 for like I'll, I'll use a D one example. If I wanted to look like the the vault of glass set of armor as a titan, right? Okay. If I wanted to look like that, then it gives me the bonus of defending against the the guys inside the inside the raid. You know, that's the point of having it, right? As opposed to just putting on the armor and I I get a high resilience value from this, but nothing else, right? They're afraid to make you. They're 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 afraid to actually let the game do the number stats like we did before, where we're looking for a tier eleven or tier twelve because we want our grenade back faster, like that kind of thing. They took that out as well. They don't give you reasons to have it. They're just saying here's an entire shopping center of stuff to wear, but it's all the same. 
right like, there's no there's you, no reason to get any of it purposes right you have to give purposes well this is my this is my point of showing all that stuff that's coming out for the for the stuff the the only reason to to do this stuff and it was a ship it was the force perspective i thought it was a sparrow next to them but they were they were closer up in the in the in the uh the hangar uh so there's no point to get this armor there's no point besides going hey i want that armor but what does it do like before before you would get armor like you said you would get armor and it would do something. You could build, you know, a titan a certain way or a warlock a certain way where you kill, you, you melee something, you get super energy back and, and all this other stuff. That's not happening anymore with any of the stuff for the, for the armor, right? The only perks are on the exotic armors, uh, exotic armor pieces, right? Nothing's happening on any of the legendary pieces or anything like that. It's just, just armor. It's all of a sudden this has turned into uh, like Barbie, right? It's like there's no point for the stuff where, and I, I keep... I keep hitting this on the on the head because this is from Bungie themselves. In year one... Well, that's because you're a first-person shooter guy and you always aim for the head. That's right. Always aim for the head, right? In year one, they told us that it's about the gear that you have and it's about what you look like and what you have. So when you're playing something, it's about the stories. It's about how you got that weapon and how you got that armor, right? Where'd you get that ship, Guardian? Well, I got that ship in the in the raid, or I got that ship in the Vault of Glass, or I got that ship doing a nightfall, uh, this particular nightfall. I got this gun, and I got this fate bringer, and I got this, you know. It was all about the story with your friends. Oh, you got it. We ran it six times, and we finally got it. Yeah. Now it's like. They took it away. There's nothing. There's they no there's no reason to have that stuff, right? Everything they've done in this in this game, they watered it down. I wish I had I think next week I'll bring it up, right? I'll I'll bring a highlight of what we were talked about. Me and Sarge talked about, it. I think it was like the first week of June or second week of June last year before Destiny 2 came out. And we talked about how they were going to dilute the game, and if they dilute it too much, it would get boring super fast and the hardcore people would leave. And there would be no one left to play the game. Let's fast forward here six months. Boom. We are right here right now. Okay. And I don't care how many people are playing concurrent right now. If it's a million people, it's not 8 million people like we're playing in Destiny 1. Right. Or 5 million people are playing in Destiny 1. Whatever that, whatever that number was. Right. There's no point of anything in this game. They... There were supposed to be mirrors in front of you. There were supposed to be smoking mirrors in front of you like in Destiny 1. Where in Destiny 1, there was no point to the game either. But as gamers, just like I give my son a Lego, right? Of course you can build the Lego for what it is on the box, okay? But the best thing about Legos is that I can destroy that thing and build whatever I want. Legos doesn't tell me how to build Okay, it says this is what you can build. And you're like, great, I can build a pirate ship. Or with my imagination, I can build a spaceship. Or I can build two cars. Or I can build a fucking garage. Or I can build whatever I want, right? And that's what's awesome about Legos. Because Legos doesn't tell you how to fucking play. Okay, you have an imagination and you do what you want. Destiny 1 had that Legos mentality where they gave you a thing and they had the roles, right? And yes. And I picked. Right. There was smoke and mirrors there, okay? Yes, there was nothing. There was no point to get that weapon except for getting that specific weapon because that weapon actually did something when you went into the nightfall or when you did into the strike and it made you feel better. You had fun playing with it and it was a fun grind to get it, right? That's how you, that's the reason for Destiny 1 smoke and mirrors why it was a fun game to play. People didn't like grinding for it, but they did like grinding for it because there was something there, right? Now that's all static. Now it's all static. 
and it's boring, okay? The armor, there's nothing to it except for cosmetics. It's boring, okay? Uh, PvP. Well, not, to, not to mention, not to mention the fact that the only stat worth having is recovery. Right, because everything else doesn't mean anything, right? PvP, 4v4, everyone does the damage, right? So if you kill the person I had one shot on them, I still get the elimination, okay? It's boring. Everything is boring. It's like, mm, it's like there's no reason to play the game. You literally broke the mirrors, shut the smoke off, and you're like, here's our shitty game, right? There it is. In all its glory, right? So here's this boring game that no one... Think about it. All these other games that are out there, and I'm going to compare it again to World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft takes their shit, okay? And there was the vanilla World of Warcraft, and then there was uh, someone throw out an expansion. Panda, whatever the... Uh, Dark, no, Dark Crusade. Right, Dark Crusade. Or Burning Crusade. Burning Crusade, right? Yeah, yeah. And they, they put it... They implement it into the game. What that implements is new armor, new quests, new stuff. Changes everything. But it adds on to it. It adds on to the existing world. And in the existing world, there's also new armor you can get in the existing world. Okay? In Destiny, they've always done this, and we've always talked about it, where they only go a yard. They only go six inches, right? They come out with Osiris. But they only, but they only go six inches, but they make you stare at those six inches. Right, right. I don't get to look you at You don't get to go backwards. You don't get to go backwards. People made fun of me. People made fun of me, Okay? That I said they should have taken this Destiny 2. They should have never put the 2 behind it. They should have just named it Destiny, you know, uh, Gaul, whatever, right? And that was the, the title of the, of the expansion, okay? And then that expansion came in, and what did it do? It brought in new armor. It brought in new planets. It brought in new, new weapons. It brought in all new stuff, all new quests, all new stuff, just like it is right now. But the difference is it also put new stuff into the old content, okay? Where now if you went back to the Vault of Glass or now you did a strike from year one, now there was new gear that you could get from there, right? Refresh the gear, okay? That's all you had to do. Yeah. All yeah. you had to do once you came out with this expansion is instead of the Cabal being on Mars, you could have said the Vex are now on Mars because they pushed the Cabal out, right? It's your story. It's your lore. You could have done anything you wanted to. Anything. 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 And I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure changing the enemies that spawn on a level, not that difficult. Right. Instead of going out the left door all the time, make them come out the right door. Or, right. Or, or the or 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 Mars is not you, the Vex are not on Mars anymore. It's now Fallen fighting Cabal or like, whatever. Like the beautiful. Any, like I say before, anything. The beautiful part about what I thought Destiny was going to do was. That if you played vanilla, okay, and it's not a, it's not a subscription model. But it is. Okay, it's not a subscription model, but yeah, it kind of is. Okay, if if you came into the vanilla and you played vanilla, and then all of a sudden Dark Below came out, and you didn't get in onto Destiny right when it came out, there was generic stuff there that you could play the game, and it would not change because it was just the story mode, right? But the end game, if you didn't play the end game. When Dark Below was out and you came in in the House of Wolves, or you came in in Taken King, you missed out. You missed out, right? Like, anything that happened in Vanilla, except for the main story, main story's there. But everything else that happened afterwards, you wouldn't get to experience. So if you came in during Taken King, and let's say on the moon, the hive, like, I don't know, got pushed out by the Cabal. And then you came in and you started playing Destiny Year One on Taken King, and you went to fucking the moon. And you saw Cabal inside the fucking thing instead of the hive. Too bad. You should have been this is this is the thing I don't get. When you make a game like this, like 
you make people want to play it. You make people want to. I don't. I don't want to miss anything that's coming in this game. I don't want to miss it. Just like World of Warcraft did. Warcraft said, you know what? Fuck it. We're destroying the whole world. Cataclysm said, fuck it. We're changing everything, right? So a, 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 a world that you walked across, okay, completely gone, okay? Now there's a crevice down the, the center and there's lava shooting out of it, right? So if you never played if you never played World of Warcraft in the beginning, you missed out. You missed out. You don't get to see vanilla Warcraft. You get to see Cataclysm Warcraft, right? That is your new vanilla. This is what I thought Destiny was going to be. I thought Destiny was going to be this. I thought they were going to take Destiny 1 and their 10-year plan. I thought they were just going to expand on it. And it was just, just going to be adding. It's just going to be called Destiny. Just, just keep calling that. Just keep adding. It's just Destiny. And then the expansions. Taken King, House of Wolves, Dark Below, Osiris, Rise of Iron, Gaul, whatever. Just keep adding on to it. Right? Yeah. Right. No. Destiny does need a cataclysm. They need a... They need... Whatever that's... Whatever that's... Uh, that triangle ship was out in the... Out in space that that's the savior right there that's the place that's going to blow up everything in destiny one and two's universe and they're going to reboot it, it is. Those, and, those little pyramid people are coming yeah and they're going to they're going to blow it up and reboot it again fucking hear me out they're going to reboot it again for destiny three okay because they've already done the two so they got to do the three okay that's what's going to happen mark my words mark my words season four episode two on generation x gaming Destiny 3 is coming out, and you're going to hear a story, not until like six months to a year into Destiny 3 that they fucking rebooted it again because they didn't know what the hell they were doing. It aggravates me because I'm such a fucking fan of this game, and they literally did what my three-year-old does, just takes a toy and puts it in the toilet and just flushes it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just fucking gone, and you're like, why did you do that? And this is the answer. I don't know. That's the answer. Bungie's a three-year-old. Why did you reboot it? I don't know. Why did you do this? I don't know. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that people get tired of things in general just over time if you repeat stuff over and over again. But if if I'm allowed to explore eight planets as opposed to four planets, I'm deciding where I'm going. I'm deciding where I'm going to go. I'm not seeing the same stuff over and over again, week in and week out. You gave us five new places to go. Let me go there. Let me so, go to so any, any of the any of the spaces. Any I should be able to go to any of the spaces. Like right now, the servers are on, right? I could turn on Destiny One right now. I can play Destiny One right now. Right. So how is that? How is that so far off to say I'm playing Destiny Two right now and I just go back over to Mars? Right. If you didn't want me why, to play Destiny One, that, why is that such a big deal? If you didn't want me to play Destiny One, shut the servers off. Just shut the game off. It shouldn't even work right now, right? What is the, what is the difference? There was so much content, and I know we had to wait three years for it. I know we had to wait three years because we had such a fucking rough road, right? And this is why we called Destiny our fucking stripper ex-girlfriend, okay? Because it, it, it's so pretty, it sucks you in, and you're like, this, 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 this bitch is crazy, right? Destiny's crazy, okay? Destiny's crazy. And they broke it up. They broke it up because of PC, because of whatever. Look, this wasn't a surprise, they knew they were coming out with a PC. They knew they were coming out with a PC version when they made Destiny 1. They're like, well, we have time constraints. We didn't make the PC version, so let's do a PC now because the technology that we made on Xbox 360 wasn't up with the PC standard, so let's let's make it separate. We'll work on it in Destiny 2, right? Fine, okay? But now you rebooted it again. You rebooted it. Not only did they have turmoil in Destiny 1, right? Think about it. Think about it, Sarge. They had five years... Five years to work on Destiny 1. Halfway through, and I would say three three years through, they rebooted it. And they only had, excuse me, they only had two years to work on Destiny 1. 
And that's why we had the super beta. Okay? And that's why when Taken King came out, we were like, oh, the game is so much better. Yeah, because they had an extra year. It was three years in development. And we've always say you yeah, need but, but we, you need three years. That, but, but we all know that, that that really was part of the main game. It they divided That's up fine. Everything. We know this. Yes. We know this. Because of the situation that they had. When you the guy I'm I'm I'm, I'm, miss, I'm I don't remember the guy's name the guy who originally did the lore the write it Staten right Staten okay. so when Staten Marty. came up with this whole universe and all the lore involved and if anyone's watched my name is Bife you don't understand how oh, much Bife, lore yeah, is the lore is amazing just the lore by itself just the lore if you just hand pick the lore out of the the codex and then relive it or play it or do anything with it you would have content. Like, maybe I want to see the Battle of the Five Fronts, okay? Maybe that's one of the missions for this month, is the Battle of the Five Fronts. Be amazing. And you get to be there with a group of six, and you're in a battlefield fighting for stuff for that month, and then something would drop. Things right. would drop for that month. Right. Like, and that, that part of lore, you learned about it. And then another piece. And then another piece. You, just from following their own lore, you would have unlimited content. But for some reason, for some reason, they're, they're, the mindset is, well, we just have to get them to play because we want them to buy bright engrams. Right. Like, is that the answer now? Is the answer just the bright engrams? We don't care about the story, even though we made up our own universe. We don't care. I can't believe that they don't care, but it's starting to seem like that. It's starting to seem like it doesn't really matter. Because the more they lean towards Eververse and the less they, re they, they lean more towards content— and I'm not talking about this 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 TWAB right now. I'm talking about just in general. Like the TWAB is showing me stuff that should have been in the game. We're moving on. Okay. I I cannot sit and say that you 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 guys really cannot tell me that you don't have content. Like you don't know what to do. Like it's all in front of you. Everything's in front of you. These missions that we can do, like in the game, why can I only do three a week? I can only do three missions, three story missions a week. And and why can't why is it just the story missions for that game? Why can't I replay story missions from from any mission the entire game had? If I was bored and wanted to play another mission or relive or relive the moments that I had, well, I don't understand. How can you say there's no content? So we know how? we know we know for a fact that Rise of Iron was on the cutting room floor, and because Destiny Two was supposed to come out in 2016, not 2017. Okay, this is the reason why. Iron Lord, you are not right. They don't acknowledge you as they an never, Iron they Lord. No, they never because the that Rise of made, Iron that was made before. Yes, yes. Rise of Iron was supposed to be part of this. Was supposed to be part of Destiny Two. Okay, makes perfect sense, right? Because Ephrates doesn't even exist in this lore. They had a, they had a, they had a writer out with a fucking weapon or a ghost. I'm sorry, with a ghost talking about the the, the acts that happened to it, right? So Rise of Iron was a piece that they're like, you know what, we can throw this into Destiny 2. Now, this is not official, but let's just use our brains here, people. Okay, at the end of Rise of Iron, you become an Iron Lord. But yet in Destiny 2, the only Iron Lord is Lord Saladin, right? Ephrates is dead. You don't exist as an Iron Lord. That, that content was supposed to be after this. But because of the situation that happened, and they're like, Shit, what do we do? They had to take this and push it forward, and that's the reason we got that. Okay? That's the reason we got it. There's so many issues. This game, at the end of the 10 years, will be the biggest, like, 
most confusing story plot. This, I want to know this. I want to know the actual story, what happened with this game, more than I want to know who assassinated JFK. Okay? Like, that's what I want to know. Because there's so much turmoil back here. And here's another thing I'm going to put out there. The Grimoire cards were in Destiny 1, but they weren't in the game because they couldn't put it in the game because the guy who wrote the lore, okay, they fired and they couldn't contractually probably put it into the game, right? That was the best part of the game, that lore that wasn't in the game. You had to go to the third party. So we asked for that to be in Destiny 2. We said, hey, in the next Destiny game, give us the lore in the game, a place that we can go, a place that you could just go into. Imagine if they made it like a library or some sort of place to go where you could read the Grimoire cards and all the missions and all the stuff that you get. And imagine, Sarge, every mission that you did, you get a, you got a Grimoire card. Or every lost sector that you did, you got a Grimoire card. Or everything that you scanned, you got a Grimoire card. And then if you wanted to read that Grimoire card later, sort of like in Skyrim, okay, you collect all these books. You don't have to read the book right away. You just collect the book. And then that book is in your library that you can go read that book anytime. And it has the lore and the story within the game. You know why they didn't do that this time? Because the man who wrote all that lore okay, is no longer there. And the people that they have there don't know what good lore is anymore, right? They are struggling. They are struggling with the actual lore, okay? That's what it is. The, the, lore, the lore gives you the game. Yes. The lore gives you the game. But you're, trying to, you're just trying to make stuff up as you go now. That's all they're doing is trying to make stuff up as they go. If you would just follow what you had already in place and just follow it through, you, you're fine. They, you're fine. The same the, – here's the best part, right? They did the exact same thing that Star Wars did, right? We talked about Star Wars last week. If you missed any part of that and you want to know about Star Wars spoilers or anything, go back and watch last week's episode, okay? What I mean what they do about the same thing as Star Wars is they literally took what was the story and then shit all over it and then made new stories, Right? Instead of closing out certain stories or expanding on certain stories, they kind of just did whatever. And they introduced Gaul, right? And they introduced all this whole new thing, but they, they had so much more they could have done with. Um and I just feel like they've 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 dropped the ball. They've they've dropped the ball completely. <clears throat> right, right. The man that created the whole story left over yeah, incredible differences. Yeah. I mean they said his game was too linear, right? His his super cut that they did, they said his vision was too linear, meaning it was like Halo, right? It was like a story-driven thing, not an right, MMO. We, we want an MMO. Right. right. Well, they we didn't want a linear game. We want an MMO. Right. Well, they gave you a – it was linear, and I'm looking back at it now going, man, that probably would have been a fucking cool linear game, right? Because right now, it's not really a, a cool – there was no story in, in, in Destiny 1. There was story in Destiny 2, but there's no game now in Destiny 2. So no story – gameplay no gameplay story i don't know i rather i rather have no story in gameplay than <laughs> than gameplay and no story so overall this whole i don't feel more i don't feel more at ease that this game's coming back anytime this year like sarge said february of next year okay that's when i'll go buy the a limited edition or whatever the hell comes out at discounted price at 40 bucks, you'll get all the stuff, okay? And within, I would say, a month, month and a half, you could take a new character and raise them up to max level and probably get everything in the game that you want at that time. A story should be linear. Absolutely, Inky. I 100% agree. That's why, right? That's why it's called a story, right? That's exactly. They're like, oh, this game's too linear. This game's too linear. Let's let's reboot it, make it an MMO, tell people it's not an MMO, but let's say it's an MMO, and then 
then tell people, well, it's too hard to do. We just can't do it. Like yeah. what? Should should you you if know it, what? If it was if it was linear, you would have had a story beginning, middle, and end. It would have ended, and we would have waited for the next game. This game, you want us to go all over the place, and you can't keep up because we can't, I can't make more stuff. It's too hard. Okay, so let's wrap this up. What can they do in your eyes, Sarge? In your eyes, what can they do or should do? And just put anything out there because they need help. They need help. What can well, they do? To... Obviously, it's up to us to save the right, game. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's up to us. Okay. So, so what should they have done or announced today that would have would have showed you? Okay, all right, I'm interested. I'm, I'm listening, Bungie. You sound all good. What what should have they have done? Right. First thing we got to do is start a quick. We got to start a uh, a Kickstarter. All right, all right. Kickstarter. All right. Kickstarter. Kickstarter. We got it. Kickstarter for making a real. Uh, what what's the rocket launcher from the first game again? Oh, the Gallahorn. Uh, they have it. They have it. Right. No, make, make, we have to, an we actual. Make a, an actual. You want to make an actual? Okay, I got it. Actual Gallahorn. And fly out to fly out to Oregon and blow the fucking building up. <laughs> and, and use their own weapon against the building and pull their building down. <laughs> that's not that's not the right answer. Space Cadet. No, 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 it, is. no it is. Space that's Cadet. Right the when, when will people stop complaining about it? Never. And start over. Never. They'll never stop complaining about it because uh, they lied to us from the very beginning of what this game was supposed to be. And then halfway through, again, they lied to us about what the game was going to be again. So shame on us, or shame on them, shame on us now. Uh, and I personally won't be buying the next one until I know what the fuck's going on in the game. Which is a pretty bold statement on my end because I do two podcasts talking about this game. If I don't play the game, how am I supposed to talk about it, right? It's 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 a dumpster fire, is what it is. And they're putting it out with a with a uh, a turkey baster. You know, if listen, if if all you if all you care about is just a a game to come out, it takes up your time. It's a little fun to shoot them up, and then that's it, and you're done with it. That's fine. But when you when you portray it as an epic story. Of uh, hero ongoing, and you 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 set you set the premise for what it's supposed to be, and then you make then in the middle of it you make a dumpster fire. Right, right. Where where's where's the integrity of the people who are making the game? I I I always stand behind the people that are put their ass on the line. They're trying to make a story, or they're trying to make a game. They're trying to tell you what it is, and then they sell, and it's a good quality game, and and you're into it. That's that's why, because like for instance, like the people who make Cuphead. Right, they were so into their game, they wanted to make it a certain way. They could have made it any other way, but they wanted to make it this way. And so they tried, they tried, they tried. They were in financial disarray. They had a mortgage. They, had a, they did a second mortgage on their own houses. And when they finally finished the game, okay, it was a great game. Right. They risked. They risked everything to make the game the way that they wanted to, and they succeeded. Now, not everybody can say that, okay, but you have in a company who has a tremendous amount of fan base a tremendous amount of people who would stand behind them and he wanted to try something new okay and we were behind him and then in the middle of it you have a conflict of interest between higher ups and the people who actually want to make the game that the way that they want to make the game and that's why staten walked away staten just walked away because you're not letting me do what i wanted to do this is the vision of the game right okay so now we are the we're the test people on the side. Like, well, whatever they have, we're going to play because it's Bungie. Well, now that you see that it's the dumpster fire that it is, 
Okay, it's not even close to what the actual people wanted to make. Now they're just trying to keep up and make stuff out until right. they can catch up again to whatever other game they're going to make. It's absurd. Okay? I, you're just supposed to, you're just supposed to stop and uh, stop complaining about his correct space cadet. You would just stop completely, stop playing the game like they did with Division, which I've done. Stop playing it and go play something else. And let them figure out what yep. it is that they want to actually make again. I honestly, I honestly think that everyone just needs to stop, right? And I know you like the game, but hear hear me out. If you like the game, but you don't love the game, if you if you actually love the game, you would stop playing it because that will send the message, right? That will send the message to Bungie going, "Fuck, we royally screwed up," right? The only thing that could have killed Destiny was Destiny itself, and we I've said that in the past, okay? And they've done it. They've done it. They've literally imploded their own game, okay? And as gamers, you have to stop playing their game. If you stop playing their game, they can't do anything. Then, then, then they'll fix it. They have to fix it, okay? And if they take a break and a hiatus, and they just don't come out with a game next year or two years from now or th three years from now, oh, well. See you when you, when's, see you when you're done. when's the last time Witcher came out? Four years ago, right? You know what I mean? Like, when did Witcher come out? Witcher came out in 2012, right? 2012, 2013? 13. Right. Did they come out with another game yet? No. But it's a good segue. It's a good segue. But have, but, but have they talked about it every fucking five seconds? About this epic thing that's coming out? No. They shut the fuck up. Right. When their game is done, then they'll tell you. So let's talk about CD Projekt Red. Like that? You like that segue? Boom. No, I don't like it at all. All right. Cyberpunk. Okay. Cyberpunk 2077 is the game that they're coming out with next, right? Everyone was hyped up about it. Um, I'm going to show, I'm going to show video, but I'm not going to show, I'm not going to play audio because uh, if I, if I do that, YouTube likes to take it off, off the, uh, take it off the, the screen. And I can't show it. So, all right, let's see here. Can I make this full screen? Boom. There we go. Okay. So this is Cyberpunk 2077. This is just a teaser. Um, this is the next project, uh, CD Projekt Red's game. Okay, everyone is super stoked about it. And the reason we're bringing it up is because the Twitter account for Cyberpunk 2077 was dead silent for years. And all of a sudden, it turned on. It did a tweet, and the tweet said, beep. That was it. It said beep, uh, acknowledging that CD Projekt Red is now ready to start talking about this. So I guarantee you that E3 this year will see gameplay of Cyberpunk 2077. It'll probably come out next year, spring or fall of 2019. Because that will be about four years, five years in development, I believe, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, can someone, can someone check, Sarge? Can you check that in Google to see if uh, when uh, Witcher Three came out? I believe it came out in 2012. I would, but I have too many windows open, and I can't, I can't do it. Uh, so yeah. Anybody in chat excited about that and are a fan of CD Projekt Red? Now, see. I've never played completely through. I've only played three hours of Witcher 3. I've played two hours of Witcher 2. I've never had the time to jump in 
to any of these games. But I did watch a streamer on Twitch play it from beginning to end, so I felt like I played it, but I actually never played it. Okay. Uh, can't wait for it as, as, as good as, as Witcher 3. May of 2015. Okay. So even better then. Okay, so 2015 is when it came out. 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, and then 2019 will be when Cyberpunk 2077 comes out. Spring or fall of 2019. I'm, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming that's when it, it'll, it'll be up. Okay? So that'll be four to five years development of a game. Okay? Now, we know Witcher 3 was game of the year. It looked phenomenal from an independent studio. Going forward... Now we have expectations, right? So CD Projekt Red has made the expectations of their game, and now they've set the bar, okay? Just like Bungie set the bar with Halo and all their other games, okay? They've set the bar with this Witcher 3, and now when Cyberpunk 2077 comes out, I think everyone's going to have this super expectation, and it might hit on all cylinders or it might fall short because everyone's expectations are so high are you excited did you even know about this game sarge i knew cd project Red was working on it okay yeah. is this something but, uh, that you never played witcher 3 either right you had the same time uh, crunch I as me played it i played it i haven't i haven't finished it because other stuff kept coming out but i played it i liked it i liked the combat system i like the way it played out the only thing i didn't like about it is the same problem i have with a lot of the games right now is you're constantly following the mark on the map you're not allowed to explore yourself right Right. I hate, yeah, I do hate the the fact that the state of games that we we live in today, um, like there's a question mark or an arrow or a triangle or something on the map. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine playing Skyrim with no HUD and just like going to a? It says you go to a town and you grab a mission. It says find the goat from from Xavier in 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 Thornsdale, whatever the hell a town well, is called. It, it, the, the the actual item shouldn't show up on the map until you actually find it. Not show it that it's a dark space, that there's something there, and then you go find it. Right, but you it's like a GPS. Mean? It just shows you, boom, it's there. And you're like, okay, I have to go there. Like, it should be a, a quest, and you're like, oh, a name. And then you walk towards the map, explore, to explore the map, and all of a sudden you come across the town. You're like, oh, wait a minute. I had something to do in this town. Let me find that person, right? It would take It would take hundreds and hundreds of hours to do stuff like that, right? But now they just like fast forward, like boom, here's a here's a waypoint, go there. Right. It's it's go return it here. A, a go over here. A world of waypoints and speeding up the process. Right. It's not even like you're playing a game anymore, you're just following directions. Right? You're not even exploring, you're just following directions. So I'm excited I'm excited about Monster Hunter. I did you watch the video I sent you as far as what you had had, had to do and what you have to do in the game? Yes. Okay. I I'm excited for it, and I've never played a a Monster Hunter. It's funny you say that. There's actually a Monster Hunter. Um, there's there's professional players, I guess you could say, or experienced players in the Monster Hunter world that they started a Monster Hunter. Let me see if I actually pick it up. Uh, I think I had the story here. It's on. Let me see if I can find it. They're talking about Monster Hunter, how there's an actual community to help novice players that come in. They'll actually help you and, and teach you because there's a steep steep learning curve for monster hunter let me see if i can find it i forget what it's called maybe somebody else can uh chat we'll test it out tally how about the chat can you can you find the story of monster hunter uh let's see show more stories 
I don't know where I saw it. I think I saw it and I could have sworn I saw it. SCD Project Red. Monster Hunter. Nope. 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 I can't find it. But anyway, there's a whole community based out there. If you want to play, you can join this community. And if I can find the freaking name, I can put it in chat for you. Uh, here it is. Monster Hunter World promotes hardcore fans to take newbies under their wings. Okay, Monster Hunter World promotes. So there's a organization out there that's called Adopt a Hunter. Okay, Adopt a Hunter. I'm going to click on the adoptahunter.org. I'm going to take that, paste it into the actual chat. There you go, adoptahunter.org. So if you're a Monster Hunter noob like myself and Sarge, that I've never played any of those things, you can go check out Adopt a Hunter. Uh, and what this website does is basically you can put yourself out there. Uh, there's veteran signups. There's novice signups. If you're going to ask questions, there's a Discord, there's a Twitter, and a code of conduct. Uh, so if you're looking for a community to join, to start knowing what Monster Hunter is, then you can join this group. You know, I'll click on Novice Sign Up. You click on the, you put your, your, your Hunter name in there. You pick the platform that you want. You hit Next. Here, we'll put my, uh, I might as well sign up. Why not? If I have to put a password, I'll, I'll, I'll miss that. You go to Next. Okay, what's your time zone? You pick your time zone. Okay. Uh, language spoken, English. Go to next. Oh, do I have to pick a, a quadrant? Can I not? Do I have to see, just say USA? Is that what is what, what I have to do? Oh, here it is. Never mind. There we go. Oh, God. None of mine's there. What is UTC? What would be the UTC? I don't know my UTC zone. Fuck. All right. Well, anyway, you'll you'll click on the on the spot. You'll hit next, which I can't do because I don't know what the fucking UTC UTC time zone is. Negative one plus five. I don't know. Uh, and then you can continue on and find, and they'll sign you up and find people on the forums to help you go through the game. So I might actually do that. Actually, sign up. Uh. What I think I like about Monster Hunter is that it is hard and that I can just go on and keep grinding one monster to make a sword or make a piece of armor that I want. And that right there intrigues me about Monster Hunter. Um, does anybody in chat a veteran of Monster Hunter? And if so, can you explain or, you know, tell us, is it is it a steep learning curve or is it quite intuitive to pick up after like four to five hours playing it? Or is it more of an in-depth type of game? Well, I, I never played I never played the first one. I know there was another Monster Hunter. I think this is like another adaptation. Well, it's all from the Monster Game Boy Hunter and series. stuff. Yeah, there was a Game Boy yeah. and stuff off of the Nintendo. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm looking for anything anything new and anything that they're willing to try and, and put, some, put some effort into it. Like, if, 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 from what I understand is true, it's it's probably going to have the same kind of combat system as like what the Witcher kind of has, which is it's not a hack and slash. You're going to have to learn the moves. You're going to have to learn your powers and certain things for certain creatures. It's not just going to be a run and gun. I'm going to bring up that's some footage what, right that, now. That's what that's what I'm hoping. 
I'm gonna bring up some footage. I, I'm really intrigued by the game. I um Hunter Coral ten hours ago. Okay. However, I, I have one piece of information that's not part of this, but I'm just gonna throw it out that throw it out there is is I did pre order a Sea of Thieves. Oh, did you? Wow. <laughs> so when the tech alpha comes out or the, the, the closed beta the, comes out. The gaming depression that I'm in from not being able to play anything fun anymore has made me start to pre order shit. So yeah, I pre ordered Sea of Thieves. Alright, well, we're looking at Monster Hunter right now on the stream. Uh, the graphics, I mean, it's on YouTube right now. I don't know what the... It says it's HD, but it doesn't look fucking HD to me. Looks quite rough right now. Um, it looks... Look, it, how, look how lush the environment looks. I don't know if this is on PC or if this is on the... Uh, is this on PC? It just says Monster Hunter gameplay. It doesn't say what... Uh... Yeah, it... Just look at the world. Look at look at the stuff. Look at the stuff in this in this game. This is what some games are missing, right? Like ambient, uh, environmental stuff. Like there's bugs flying around. There's just so much that looks in the game. So when you're doing nothing, you feel like you're in this world. Like you feel like you're in this monster hunter world. Yeah, but don't but don't but don't misconstrue. Like it, it's okay. It doesn't have to be so ridiculous. It doesn't have to be so ridiculous that it's going to bog down your machine. No, but the no. fact, but the fact that the rendering and the environments look so lush and lifelike, that makes me believe that I'm there. That's the difference. Right. That's the difference. It's not just a background. Like when you, like when you see the inside of like a, like a building or something, and it's just kind of just the walls are there, and you can see that it's repeated, like this wall, that wall, this wall, that wall. Like it, it, it's it's bland. But when they take the time to make the environments lush and interactive, then it says something about the passion for the people who are actually making the game. They're not just trying to pump out a game. Right. See, what I like about this, okay, so he's he's hitting this one animal, this one monster, and let's say he needs the tail, okay, to make to make his weapon or shield. So he concentrates on that one particular part of that animal. And then knocks it off. And then when you do knock it off, you can see during the battle, like if he chops off a tail or hits a leg, they lose that part of their body, right? They lose that part of their wing or they lose that part of their tail. And he keeps fighting to try to kill that beast and then farm what he needs from that beast. I mean, the grind has got to be unreal in this. Now, I don't know. I don't know if microtransactions are in this game. Has anyone else played a Monster Hunter game and was there some sort of microtransaction in the game does anybody know uh horizon zero dawn was a great immersion game yeah as a reference for this conversation um my, horizon zero i still want to play that game very much i mean actually horizon zero dawn is a good comparison to to this that was sort of like a monster hunter game because you had to kill robotic monsters but you weren't farming them but, but, for but specific like the, pieces you know yeah but this is almost like the adult version of pokemon I guess, sure. Right? This is the adult version of Pokemon. I mean, this. let me see if I can fast-forward this fight just a little bit. See if he, uh... If he does... What is, what is the bat doing? It's, like, about to throw up. Like, his his neck, his neck like, pouched really... Oh, he's down on the ground! Kill him! See, the, the, the boss or the animals over time start to adapt like stages you know what i'm saying like you're you're fighting them and you know how far you are on the stage 
one battle could take like 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Well, that's if you don't die. Right. Right. Now, I, I've played games like this before. Like what happens? Here's 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 how how you get aggravated or not aggravated on a game like this. When you're hunting down the monster, you're finding other stuff, resources and whatnot, right? So let's say you've got like your finite amount of resources on you and right. you fight this boss. Now, depending on how the save works and how the reload works, if I'm fighting the boss and I had to use like half of all the stuff on me in order to kill the boss, but then I fail, do I just reload and have all the stuff back on me? Or now I have to, do I have to go back and load up again? You know what I mean? Like, that's a mechanic in these type of games that makes or break it for some people because they get frustrated that when they die, they can't just restart where they were. I, I mean, I like that. I, some people do, and some see, people see. I, I like. I, I would think. I would think that would be like a hard difficulty setting or not, right? You play it on easy. When you reload, you have all your stuff. But on the hard difficulty, when you use all your stuff and you die, you have whatever you have on you when you come back. You don't have all the stuff you had before the battle started. But see. That's that's great about a game like that where if you die, there's a reason that you don't want to die. If you die, you lose your shit, right? So you're you're motivated not to die. Otherwise, you're just gung ho, running gun. If it's a first person shooter, you're running you're running out there shooting. You're not hiding behind anything. That's what I like about this. That's why I'm intrigued by this game. I mean, even in Minecraft, if you die, it's it's it hinders you. You know, like in Minecraft, if you die, you lose all the shit that's on you. So if you're digging up diamonds and you had a shit ton of diamonds on you and you die that's it you're gone nothing that's why i like about sea of thieves i can't really speak about it but that's why i like sea of thieves there's there's certain things about the game um that you could be out and see doing a bunch of stuff and it could all be for not it's just about your time your your, your time quality playing the game and having fun right i here's my issue with monster hunter and it's not with monster hunter itself it's with so many games to play, okay? So Monster Hunter comes out January 23rd, okay? The Sea of Thieves beta comes out January 24th, okay? I'm going to be playing January 24th to the 29th every day on my stream because I've been a pioneer for Sea of Thieves and not a pioneer saying, like, I'm a pioneer, I'm the only one playing it. No, I'm part of the pioneer program, there's a insider program, and then there's a pioneer program. I'm one of 3,000 people in the world that have been playing this game uh, more than anybody else. Okay, so I know a lot about SOT. Okay, and when the beta drops, I want to be in the directory playing that. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about Monster Hunter. So going in blind might be fun, but I'm not going to be anywhere close to the directory i'm not going to be anywhere close in the directory of sea of thieves as well but i know my shit in sea of thieves so if people come in i can answer questions i know what i'm doing i know the quirks of the game of the islands how to sail how to do everything so monster hunter comes out i don't think i'm going to pick it up right away and then the problem is i might not pick it up at all because sea of thieves is only one week five days for the beta shortly after that we have State of Decay 2 coming out. We don't know the actual release date so, yet. So supposedly. Supposedly. It's supposed to be out sometime March or May between you know, springtime. Okay. Uh, sea of Thieves comes out March 20th. So if I get Monster Hunter after the week I play the beta of Sea of Thieves, then I'm only playing Monster Hunter 
majority of it for, for what, a month, that, a month, a month, month and a half? That should be enough. You think that's enough? That, that should be enough. While I'm playing I, Fortnite, I, while I'm playing all these other games? If the gun, if the game, if the game is done in the way I think it is, based off of the other games like it, that it's probably going to be not as long a game as you think, and then they're going to have an expansion. <clears throat> because all, all, all it really is is you trying to better yourself and hunt down tr- monsters for trophies. Right, and constantly doing more and more to get the, to the top gear for the hardest monster, right? Right. Right. All right, let me close that down. All right, so that's Monster Hunter. Uh, one of the other stories I want to talk to, didn't know about this. This is actually, I wanted to bring this up on the on the thing. Maybe, maybe chat chat maybe watches this on netflix i didn't know this existed until now okay there's a show it's a documentary series on netflix it's called the toys that made us okay it's on season two will feature lego star trek and more um just to show you sarge i'm gonna put this up on the screen this is that old gi joe can i make this even bigger yeah this is the old gi joe aircraft carrier Uh, the, the flag and look how big the jet is, right? The jet's like this, you know? The jet is, like, big. And the yeah, aircraft carrier is a, a good desk it size. It's a good, like, five feet long. That, that, that is probably, it is one of the greatest play sets ever made. Right? I mean, I remember this thing like it was, like, yesterday. Anyway, they uh, they do a series on Netflix. And I'm going to – I guess we can show this. I don't know. Who cares, right? If uh, It's not like anyone really watches me or the videos on YouTube anyway. I – for monetization, so we'll, we'll put we'll put this up here. This is uh, behind the scenes here. This is Jim Swearinger. He's the creator of uh, of toys for Kenner back in the day. Back when Kenner was still around. Yep. Well, you want to go check out the models? So this is the model. He's on the back set of Star Wars. And this is the actual footage back in 1977. You can, act, you, can, you can actually hear the fucka chicka chicka music in the background. Yeah. One month later, Star Wars opened and the So this is a whole this is a whole is, series. Is, is that is that is that made up or is that was that a real video of him back in the behind No, the that's scenes, that's that behind the scenes of Star Wars is back it, in the day. No, what I'm saying is is the video they're showing of him back when he was younger an actual video of him when he's younger or is it a reenaction? No, it's the real video of him back in 1977. The toys have made twice that amount. <laughs> he put Han in a block of ice. <laughs> Did you see that? He actually put Han in a block of ice. So, so I'll let that I'll let that play in the background for a second. So this is right up this is right up my alley, right? I love I love stuff like this. Uh, so it's a documentary series on Netflix. Season one's already out. Season two's coming out. This is part of season two. Uh, did you hear that number? Star Wars in general, all together, has made seven billion dollars. The toys alone have made double that, have made $14 billion worth of toys for Star yep. Wars. He just shot the backpack out. It's yep. real. Yep. So uh, if you guys didn't know about this, that's why I like doing this show. I like to tell people about stuff maybe they didn't know. So go check this out on Netflix. It's called The Toys That Made Us. Uh, season 2, I don't know when it actually comes out, uh, but it's uh, pretty pretty cool. 
pretty pretty cool. Let me see if it says it when it uh, when it comes out here. Uh, they have a Lego one too. Oh man, I want I want to watch the Lego one really bad now. So okay, lots of toys. Uh, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan, huge hit. No toys. Star Trek Three: The Search of for Spock, barely hit. Lots of toys. Of Star Trek Four. So they're doing Star Trek, Barbie, Star Wars, and Legos. Man, a good one. Hello Kitty is out there too. So this is a new series, or not a new series, but this is a new series to me, uh, going into their second season. So I thought I would let you guys know about it. If you guys didn't know about it, now you do. Go check it out on Netflix. It's pretty, pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Here's a big story about Twitch. Uh, minus all the drama that's been going on on Twitch. I don't know why. I don't really follow the drama of that. Uh, what I'm more interested in is, and I don't know how much Sarge will have way on this right because i know he watches twitch but i know he's not really a streamer so twitch has bought the exclusive rights for two years for the overwatch league okay they paid a an astonishing 90 million dollars okay 90 million dollars that's 45 million dollars a season for two years uh to be the the official overwatch league uh you know the only place you can watch the Overwatch League, which I, I've been watching the last two nights. Um, it's phenomenal that they they bought this for, or yeah, for $90 million. Now, I can't imagine, there's a couple different things here, right? Because I come from the production side of television, right, and films. Yeah, I mean OWL, yes, the Overwatch League, right? So, the... The issue I have kind of with this, this is a produced show, right? So it's a produced content on Twitch. Now, I really don't have an issue with that. The issue I kind of have is that this Overwatch League is going to be in the Overwatch directory, okay? Obviously. It's going to be the top of the Overwatch directory from now to Kingdom Come. And I know Dota had their tournaments and Hearthstone has their tournaments and stuff like that. But with a thing like this, first of all, $90 million dollars. How is Twitch recouping that? Right? I don't I don't know how they recoup that. Well, first of all, the fact Except that they the do advertisements. The fact that they even purchased it for that much means that they can get their money back. Right. To think about it, right, they can make their money back. Right. Right. It's 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 an investment, just like anything else. You're you're, but, you're talking you're But talking how long? More, you're, you're talking more in detail about your concern is that it because it's a paid product, like a production product. How does it affect the the lone guys? Yes, like the guys who are doing their streams. Yes, right? that's is that what so you're for, asking? Yeah. So for instance, Tim the Tapman, he's one of the top streamers on Twitch, let alone in the Overwatch directory, averages anywhere between ten and like thirty thousand people that watch him play Overwatch. Okay. Now in that directory, you have him and then hundreds of other people that average. Actually, let me let me go look. Let me go look right now. What what's happening in the Overwatch directory? Just so I have facts here, the Overwatch League, I am Owl Owl is uh, you know somewhere in the in the realm of three hundred thousand people watching right now, two hundred forty one thousand. Sorry, two hundred forty one thousand. Right now there is, okay, so they're at two hundred and nine thousand, I guess now, and the next person below them is at 754, okay? 
754, and then there's other people. So what this does, and I know people are like, well, that's just the way it is, but single content creators are here because they're playing games, they're making a living, they're, they're trying to, if they're pros or non-pros or just semi-pros, whatever they're doing, right? They're just entertainers. All of a sudden, this Overwatch League comes, and people that are watching them play Overwatch are not going to try to go watch Overwatch League. This is paid, this is produced shit here, right? I don't even know how they're making, are, can you subscribe to their channel? I don't even know. I'm assuming they're partnered and you can subscribe to them. Can you subscribe? You cannot subscribe. You can, you can follow. So how is Twitch, because Twitch is free, right? So how does Twitch make their money from this besides advertisements and then how ad, long like there's intel revenue. yeah i see intel ad revenue ad revenue i just i just don't eyeballs, know eyeballs and elbows how do you how do you compete how do you compete with something a production value of this sort if you're just a person that from your own bedroom streaming a game how do you how do you compete against this you can't this is there's a whole control booth there's like hundreds of people working this event right now maybe thousands Working the event behind the scenes to bring you this entertainment. It's a, it's amazing how much money you can make from ad revenue, eyeballs and elbows, man. But what's that? Okay, ninety million dollars in two years, meaning they figure they're going to recoup that in two years' time, right? At least double, right? They paid ninety million. You think they're going to at least double that for ad revenue, if not, you know, four well, times, five you, times you, it. Well, you have sponsorships. You're going to have sponsorships, right? I'm sure Red Bull, Rockstar. Uh, whatever that crazy drink they came out with for the gamers that they think we're all stupid, like God mode. You see that? You see that power drink? No, I didn't God see mode? that. I didn't see that one. Yeah, I, I think God it's mode. More, it's, got, it's got more caffeine. Does than it? Does it have it the? It basically sends people to the hospital. Does it have the extracts of God? Does it have the extracts no, of God? Well, no, it's supposed to keep you. You know, it's got it's got a shit ton of caffeine, like way too much caffeine than you could possibly ever have. But it's 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 their song. It's called God mode. I think it's hilarious, but I don't know. I just the way I'm looking at it. If Twitch can look at this, and this is—I'm not really afraid of the the content creators. But don't forget, don't forget—you're not—you're not—you're not just talking about the states; you're talking about the world. Correct. Right. Korean and China markets—they love that stuff. Right. The so Korean that's China, so the Asian markets love that. They—they they are really behind their their league play stuff. Like they're really behind their video games. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, we're behind it only if it like. It's almost kind of like a football thing. Like if if the plays no, it's the a culture there. Game, it's a culture yeah, there. If, if the plays in the game aren't like really wow factored, like like that's an awesome play, like and it's just just a steady stream of watching people just shoot each other, then it's not it's not really exciting, right? Like I, I've watched I've watched six v six D one footage, like of clan versus clan, and it, and it is fun sometimes because you're because you're watching people play at the best. Right. Right. It doesn't matter the whole time to kill and stuff. It's like the, the moves that they're doing in order to come from behind and get the points. Right. Right. Whereas opposed to watching like Overwatch, I like to watch Overwatch, but unless you really know the characters and what's going on, it's like watching League of Legends. Like it's really hard to follow. No, it is really hard to follow. You don't know the powers that the guys have or what what this awesome move the guy just did. Like you have no idea. All I just saw is this guy has red bar and now he's dead. Right. Like I don't I don't get that. Right. It, it's it. If you're not an Overwatch player. If you're a new person coming in to watch this, you're very confused on what's happening, right? Very confused because they're switching cameras, they're switching characters. You have no idea what the hell is happening. Unless you're a player, you really don't know what you're watching unless you've, you, you've played it before, right? Well, so when you, watch, when you watch a Destiny thing, you guys are 
jumping all around, grenading, supers. Like, at least there's some action on the screen. Right. Right. Okay, so my, my deal is Twitch. Where are they going with this as far as, okay, let's say to they... Be, to be billionaires. That's well, no, no, doing. I understand that. No, this is what I'm, I'm talking about, okay? So they paid $90 million for production value stuff. Uh, this makes money back for them at five hours a time slot for whatever time, okay? And they show the VODs afterwards. Uh, going forward, if they make more money, right? Because if a, if a, if a streamer brings in 600 people or like myself that brings in like 30 people, okay, uh, on average, or someone else that brings in like 20,000 people on average, and then they do something like this, where it brings in three, four, ten times the amount, okay, of viewers, then what makes Twitch go, you know what? We don't need these streamers anymore. They're obsolete. No, 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 no it's, not, it's not about being obsolete. You're looking at them as an individual entity. Everyone together is ad revenue. Everyone together. You're looking at them as individual things. It doesn't matter. That's, that's not the I way get it, it, but if they, can put, if they can put more stuff like this in each directory or more stuff, I mean, when Bob Ross came out, they... There was astronomical numbers when when uh, uh, Power Rangers came out. There was astronomical numbers, right? They they had more numbers. Where I I feel like this is I, I'm not afraid, right? I'm not in the in the situation to be afraid. Um, I'm just wondering, does Twitch? This reminds me of early day of television, right? Like PBS. PBS is a small small thing. There, there there's room for everybody. Is there, there though? There's, there, there's plenty of room for everybody. Yes, you you are talking about billions of eyeballs, billions, right? You're not even talking. You're not even talking about people sitting in their house waiting for a show to start. You are talking about somebody in their in their car, in their office, in the bathroom, at the beach, going. I feel like watching this this particular thing right now. But I press the button. But I there. also. Okay, plenty. But I also think that the us, the streamers, need to start making their channels more higher quality. Do you know well, what I'm saying? Well, the the if if the if the industry dictates that, then that's the way people will start to go. But if it's not, if it's just we're doing this, and and there's no need to expand, then they won't. Right, the environment dictates how people are going to act. That's how it works. It, it, it's it's going to everything changes. Everything changes. It's just the, the frequency and speed in which it does. I'm sure. I'm sure things are going to change with Twitch over the next couple of years. Because oh yeah, yeah. Twitch just started. Well, Twitch is. I'm guaranteed Twitch is going to go more the route. It's going to be the new television, right? So Twitch instead of being like an NBC or ABC, Twitch is your cable box. Twitch is the cable company. Right, and each of us is our own channel. Each of us is the NBC, ABC, TLC, Disney Channel, whatever you want to be, are all those channels. And then there's these produced contents like Overwatch, which are the the five big channels. You know what I mean? Like you got your your tournaments are always big. You're always big. I don't know. I just feel like some of the the, the way that it is, it's going to start. It's going yeah, to start feeding it, out people that are like, I can't compete with this. I can't compete well, with this. I don't, I don't think that's the case. Everyone has the people that, that they want to watch for the reasons that, that they want to watch them. There's no, there's nothing, is nothing in the Twitch bylaws or, or, no, or, no. or curriculum. No, you can sit on a says, couch and that, do that nothing. Says, that says, that says that this person isn't doing anything. He only has right. 30 people watching him a right. night. So we have to get rid of him. 
No, no, I agree with that. No, no, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying they're getting rid of them. I'm saying the streamers are looking to look at it and be like, I can't compete with that, and then just kind of quit, right? I'm not saying Twitch is like, sorry, you're only gonna have 30 people. Peace out. I don't think they're gonna shut your channel off or anything. Whether or not you want to keep doing it. I just feel with stuff like this, and I'm a big fan of it. I've been watching it pretty much nonstop since they they turned it on. I was streaming yesterday and watching the Over Overwatch channel as I was streaming, right? Watching to see who was winning and stuff. So I like the concept. I like the con. I personally like it, but I also looking at it into the future where Twitch is going to go, and I think it's a scary place for a lot of streamers because I think they're going to be more of a television network and not what Twitch is today. Okay, well, if that's the case, then you'll just have another Twitch appear, and they'll start from the bottom rung and work their way up. Well, there already is. There's Mixer. There's 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 a bunch of them. Yeah. you're not going to take away the independent thought of other people who want to watch whatever it is they want to watch for that moment. Right. The fact that I can do that right now is amazing. Like right now, I turn you off and I say, I want to watch someone play Legend of Zelda on the Super Nintendo, not the original one, right. the Super Nintendo all the way through. Right. right. Not only will I find that person, but I'll find a, a channel that has four guys all doing it at the same time racing to the end as you can get the best time to finish the game. Okay? I can do that right now. Right. How how do you compete with that kind of option? Right? Xfinity, Comcast, whatever you have, cannot compete to the fact that I want to watch this particular thing. Right. You you, right you type now, it in, you can you can find it. And I can watch. It. Yep. That's the beauty of the whole thing. No, I, I agree with you. I like it. I'm just wondering where the state of the of it's going. That's all. That's I'm all. sure it'll, I'm sure it's going to escalate a little bit. I'm sure I'm sure there's going to be a weeding process. They might change the rules a little bit, and then make it a little bit more harder. So it starts to put the filter process in, and some people will fall off. And the ones that want sort of like what YouTube do, is doing right now, right? YouTube is showing actual television and stuff like that. So, all right, yeah. N- next story. Uh, sea of Thieves. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, beta coming out this month, January twenty fourth to January 29th, okay? I think it starts at 7 a.m. Uh, East Coast time, which is 4, p- uh, 4 a.m. Uh, when it starts. It actually starts 4 a.m. Pacific time and goes till, I think, 3 a.m. on the 29th, January 29th at 3 a.m. That's when it shuts off. Um, there is no NDA. Uh, everyone's allowed to stream it. On those days from January 24th to the 29th, they did say that some stuff that was in the tech alpha, they are taking out and not putting in the beta because they will still want a lot of people to be surprised when the game comes out. A couple ways that you can actually play the beta is that you have to own or I'm sorry, pre-order, pre-order Sea of Thieves. If you are an insider, if you were an insider before December 1st, uh, December 1st of January, uh, sorry, December 1st of 2017, you should have gotten the email that says you are part of the, the, the alpha crowd and you can also play it without pre-ordering. Um, so those are the two ways you were either part of the program before, or you have to pre-order to guarantee yourself, uh, into the actual, uh, closed beta closed beta will end after five days. And I think after that, uh, I hope that it, it catches it catches wind in the sales, pun intended, uh, on Twitch. I think it's a very fun game. I think uh, when people see it cooperatively and how everyone works together, I think it'll be 
quite a quite a bit of a, a fun game to do. Another thing I want to talk about. Uh, let's see. Razer has a Prototop laptop. Okay, I'm going to bring this up on the screen. Prototop laptop. Uh, the laptop itself is a shell for the Razer phone. So you take your Razer phone and you insert it into the laptop where the trackpad would be. And your cell phone turns into a trackpad. Uh, and then it projects the game onto the screen. And then you can actually play like Vanglory or whatever else you want. It's a 13.3 inch laptop computer with a dock of a Razer phone. The phone plops into the base chassis and powers the experience and acts as a trackpad as a secondary display. Android powered users, laptop enthusiasts share the need to performance and mobile form factor, which is a provided award-winning Razer phone and Razer laptop. So there you go. looks pretty cool. Pretty cool. Another Razer object that came out is the Razer mouse, which has no battery in it. It's a wireless mouse. Uh, why isn't this opening? It's a Razer new wireless gaming mouse, super lightweight because it doesn't have a battery. So it doesn't have a battery, but the mouse pad that it's on, it's actually conducting energy through the mouse pad. And it actually powers the, it powers the mouse know, while you're on the pad. I, don't like, I like having no mouse pad. I like having no mouse pad. It, I mean, it's a cool, I've, I've it's a cool so looking. Used, I've been so used to laser mice without mouse pads. I, I, I don't know if I can go back to a mouse pad. Uh, it features a 16,000 DPI, 5G optical sensor, nine programmable buttons, 1,000 hertz, polling rate razor chrome lighting underneath. It looks actually pretty cool. I mean, see it right there. It looks pretty nice. So if you guys are interested in that, there is no, I don't think there's a price point. There is no price point that I can see in this article. So there's that. Uh, another quick thing. Let's see. Uh, the HTC Vive has come out with a new updated headset. We'll play the video for you so you can see it. And we'll switch to it. It's gonna be no audio, it's just it's just music playing. Uh, it looks much better than the original Vive. Much better. Uh, you can see what the old Vive looks like. They've, they've swapped it out, it's more aerodynamic or artic articulated. Uh, it looks very good. It's 250, 250 for the, for the mouse pad, Puck. For two hundred and fifty dollars, I could almost get a VR. Yeah, almost under a hundred dollars, you could get a VR. I don't know how much this is either, uh, but it's all in, all included. They got the headset, they got the the adjustable thing on the back. It looks much more comfortable. Sorry, didn't mean to just smash the shit out of my microphone. Is this something that you'd be interested in getting, or is still the price point has to be come down? What's the price I want, point? I, I want Ready Player One stuff, man. That's what I want. VR can eat dick. I, I want I want Ready Player One shit. That's what I want. Well, I'll tell you what. I I, I didn't get to talk to you. I, I'm not going to try to ruin anything for you. Uh, I went to... You have to come up here, and you have to visit, and we have to go do the Star Wars Void. Remember the, the story we did two years ago with this company coming out, Void? And we said that VR would take off once it's in like this state? Let me tell you. I went to this Void VR... There's like seven locations around the world, Dubai, uh, I think it's like Sacramento, Los Angeles, uh, San Francisco. When I tell you I was blown away, and I'm not a big fan of VR, you go into this thing, you scan your ticket, they give you a bracelet. You take your bracelet, you go in, you scan your, your, your uh, Stormtrooper class, 
the particular thing was I, we were characters, and then you walk into this room. You put a backpack on. Uh, actually, let me see if I can bring it up. You put a backpack on, and you put a headset on. Void VR. There it is. We'll bring it up here. And this shit is unreal. Okay, so here it is. I did the Se Star Wars Secrets of the Empire. Okay, I won't ruin it for you. I'll talk about something else. What, what are you going to ruin? It's it's an amazing thing. I, I can't even explain it to you. It's absolutely okay. mind-blowing. All right, so, for instance... Did you, did you leave with half a chub? I, I, I left with a full, full staff chub. Okay? okay? So much so that when I looked at my wife, she was in Stormtrooper gear. Okay? In virtual reality. Okay? You're not tethered to anything. You're walking around an actual room. Okay? When you're walking around the room, if there's a doorway in front of you, the computer knows that, and in within your headset, because you're looking through the headset, you don't have any other... It's not AR. This is not augmented reality. This is VR. Okay? The computer knows where you are in the room and knows you're about to walk through that doorway. Okay? When you walk through that doorway, it knows that you're walking through the doorway, and the doorway's actually there. So you can actually touch the doorway. It's there. So we went in. That's what we talked about. Yeah. We went in. Uh, it was a nine-year-old kid with his mother, me, and my wife. We walk into this, this thing. And as soon as you walk in, it goes, and all of a sudden it turns on, and you're in Star Wars. You're in Star Wars. Right? You're in a fucking Star Wars ship, and you're like, looking around. It's absolutely fucking amazing. All of a sudden, the robot starts talking to you and says, take a seat. And you look, and you're like, what the fuck? I look at my wife. She's a stormtrooper. I look at the nine-year-old. He's a small stormtrooper, okay? And I said to him, aren't you a little small? Sure, sure, to, be a, sure to, be a to be a stormtrooper? Yeah. No one got it except the nine-year-old because my wife doesn't get it and his mother didn't get it. The little kid laughed, right? Uh, so we, we, we go through and there's this section in the, in the thing that you walk out and I don't know if you can do it because you're afraid of heights. They make you feel like you're about 100 feet up above lava. And you're on a platform that's moving, okay? And I literally thought I was going to fall off. Amazing. And then they hand you a gun, okay? You're a squad, okay? You're a squad of four stormtroopers going through this base. You get to this one room, and there's a gun there. And I grab the gun, and you're physically holding the gun in your hand. And I start handing the guns out to everybody else. And when you look at yourself, you see that you're a stormtrooper, okay? It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And then... I'm in, we're in this small room and all of a sudden laser fire starts coming in and I'm like, what the fuck? So I get down on the ground, I look through the doorway and we're being under attack. So I take the gun and pull the trigger and it's the most accurate gun I've ever, ever shot. It was like being in Call of Duty or being in Destiny, super accurate and I'm just fucking blaring people away. So much so I had to stop because there was three other people playing with me and you're in a video game and I was murdering everybody, Okay. I had to stop. I had to stop firing. Let them shoot somebody. I had to let them shoot somebody. All of a sudden, my brain. As soon as I got fired on, my brain went into battlefield, bad company bad mode. Company. Right. I was sitting there and I was like, two to the left, three to the top, four to the thing, mm -hmm. and and the kids like, over, Roger that, because you can hear, you can only hear each other through your headset. It's fucking amazing, dude. All right. So how much? Thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. bucks. Nope. Thirty bucks. Twenty minutes. That's worth it. Well worth it. One of the best fucking things I've ever experienced in my entire life. So I'm going to show you this real quick. 
Here's the trailer. Actual video of it? Here's a trailer of Ghostbusters. I'm going to show you You're Ghostbusters. Gonna I'm going to show you Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, not not Star Wars. Oh, now you're just teasing. Now you're just teasing. Now you're just teasing. This is exactly what you see. I'll put a link. I'll put a link in chat. Don't worry. I'll put a link in chat. I told you, they're they're pushing the limits. It'll it, the stuff will start getting better. The stuff will start getting better. With that with that statement right there, hard to explain how cool it is. One hundred percent. You don't understand until you get into one of these things. Absolutely amazing. Okay. Um, actually, do they have do they have a uh, the learn more for Star Wars? I don't here. Okay, they do have a video of for Star Wars. They don't really show much. Yeah, Space Cadet is in chat. She can she can verify. Right, that it's fucking amazing. It's absolutely amazing. You can do so much with it. That's what I'm saying. This, this is what I want. I want. This, I want to. I want to leave the planet. That's what I'm talking. Oh, about. that's what I forgot to mention. The kid pulled an actual handle on the wall. He's like, "It's actually here." Remember when you went on Avatar, and how excited you were to get off that ride? This shits on that. When you get shot, you feel it. You're actually getting shot. So much so, I didn't know... <coughs> yeah, but in the beginning, it's going to be... In, in, in the beginning, it's like you're on rails. As it gets better, it'll be more free and open. Oh, no, no. You're not on rails. Well, the computer puts you on rails. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You're free to walk around and do whatever you want. Like, I was standing in the back just watching everything. When I was playing, and it is, it is a game, when I was playing, I must have said amazing a hundred times. Like, every room we walked into, everyone, like, there's a robot talking to you, explaining shit to do, and I'm like, this is amazing. And I'm literally, literally walking around just looking at everything. At the end, I asked the guy, I go, do you have cameras watching us and just laughing your ass off because you're seeing us do stuff? At one point... Did, did we or did we not talk about a big, a big warehouse where the walls are there? They're, they're doing it. On? They're I, doing I'm it. pretty sure we This is not a big warehouse. That. This is a very small area, and it's absolutely amazing. 24 people can go in. It's uh, six groups of four, and you can go out to get at the same time, all, all six of you. At one point, my wife was fighting with us, okay? And we were in this section of the map or in the board where we couldn't move on till we did something. And she she told me this after, right? She's like, I felt weird if I should get down on the ground and fire, like squat down. And she she turned to me to see 
to ask me, should I get down on the ground? And I was already on the ground over the wall shooting at things, going, get down, get down. I was like, shoot, three to the right, three to the left. It was absolutely were you, were, you, were you crawling on the ground i was on all fours like and i got up to shoot people but, but does it show does it show you hiding behind something if you're on all fours does yes it, are you actually hiding yeah i'm hiding behind the actual wall yeah okay a wall can you, a can wall you, can came you up against the wall like this can you get up against you, the wall like this and like peek around the corner well kind of thing? you can but you have to be aware if that wall is actually real or not right so there was a part where we walked in and all of us all of us were shooting and i backed up and I literally walked through the fake door. It looked like a door, but it was a hologram, right? And I walked through it. So it kind of ruined my experience for a, a split second, right? So the actual door wasn't there, but the doorway, the door, the door jam was there, but the door wasn't there. It was, it was projected there, right? Because it slid open and stuff. The real question is, is there friendly fire? You could, but in the scenario that you're put in, you cannot shoot your teammates because... You're always kind of like lined up next to each other. Mm -hmm. um, you're never really like in front and in back of each other. Now, there was a section where two of us were separated from the other two. And if I guess if I turned to them, I could sh probably shoot them and they would probably feel it. I would think. Well, did you see the, did you see the one? Me where... and Sarge will have to try it out when we get there. Uh, have you seen the one where it's a donut? You step inside the donut and they close it around you and you're walking on like a little platform. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, you, and you're running and it yeah. makes you feel like you're walking around. Yeah. I think that that's where you have to be because otherwise you're running around against other people. You're going to be banging into people. No, you wouldn't. Virtual. No, you wouldn't. But this one, on that one, I feel like if you're, everyone's in their own little pod and you run and you can feel like you're running. No. And then you can go up against walls. I think I this, like that version. This is much better. I'll tell you why. You're, you, you can't run into people because you see the people. Like everything that you're looking through the VR, no, the, the walls, the people, everything, it's impossible. Yeah, but, when but when I'm firing at people in front of me, I move left and right and I'm juking. I'm not looking around behind me where you are. I'm going to bang into you. Well, you wouldn't be able to do that in real life. Like you, you have to turn your head to look, right? You would have to do that in real life. When I'm firing forward yeah. and I'm trying to, trying to dodge, yep. I'm not looking left and right. I'm watching the people who are shooting at me. Correct. So if you happen to be next to me, I'm going to bang into you. Well, you would have That's to. That's how that works. Yeah, you would have to, you would have to call it out right your, your your peripheral vision is not what it is but yeah amazing amazing so if you live in one of these areas uh locations i'll tell you where the locations are you have anaheim california you have dubai you have london uh oh, i'm sorry you have linden utah you have london uk new york orlando and toronto if you guys are coming here for guardian con hey there you go dread you got one in toronto if if anyone's coming here from for guardian con in tampa this year Make a trip to Disney Springs. Come to the Void VR. You will not be disappointed. Save 30 bucks. Come on over. It's absolutely phenomenal. You won't regret it. Absolutely. That's it. That's it for the show tonight. We went over a little bit, but I don't care. It's my show. Uh, Generation X Gaming, episode 113, is in the can. Uh, thanks for watching. Uh, you can watch us every single Thursday. I've uploaded everything, episodes up to 112 onto YouTube. You can watch those. Those are being converted slowly but surely onto iTunes uh, at the moment. Uh, that'll probably be another week before those are done. Um, make sure you're here every Thursday to be a part of the conversation. Uh, Generation X Gaming is a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week. And we rant along the way. Make sure you follow Sarge at Sarge McCluskey on Twitter. Make sure you follow... Me, 30 and Still Gaming, on Twitter. And make sure you follow the show, Jen underscore X underscore Gaming. Uh, I believe we have an actual thing now. Boom. There you go. Please hit that link. 
follow the show. If you have any news stories that you find across the week, you can direct message Gen underscore X underscore gaming. Um, another thing, guys. Uh, Sarge, did you get those stickers? I did. Okay. Did you sign them yet? I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to put on them. The sticker is not big enough for me to put my full name. I'm going to have to put, like, the Sarge or something. That's fine. It. But make sure you put on the sticker. Um, use us. Try to get one of those uh, Sharpies. I, ha I have a not felt tip. Yeah, felt tip. smaller one. The smaller yes, one, yeah. Yes. All right. Um, so... Those of you, I only got two responses from people that out of 10 that won the stickers, okay? So as soon as Sarge gives me those stickers back, I'm going to mail them out to you guys. We need your addresses. Please make sure you direct message me in Twitter on Jen underscore X underscore gaming with your information. Otherwise, you will not be getting a sticker, okay? <clears throat> What's time I starting my stream after don't, this? Don't threaten, don't 1030. threaten me with a sticker this evening. Yeah. So please, I want to give stickers out. <clears throat> and here's a shameless plug as well. We have these Banhammer stickers that you can buy in our shop. Okay. Uh, it's one of the emotes. If that doesn't look badass, I mean, come on. Banhammer? Who doesn't want one of those? Right? <clears throat> like if you hate somebody, come up right on their car. Boom. Banhammer. Right? Spread them around. Uh, they're in the I shop. Car with a real hammer. No, don't hit them with a real hammer. They're real good vinyl stickers. Real nice. Make sure you check them out. I already have your address, Tally. I know. I know. I know. Waiting for the stickers to come back to me before I can ship ooh, them to you. Ooh. And by the time it gets to but by the time it gets to you, Tally, it'll be 20, 2019. Because some guy has to get on a little tricycle and like go through Australia by himself to to hand deliver a message. <laughs> Here you go, ma'am. So yeah. So there you go. Uh, we're going to be playing, Sarge, are you going to play a game tonight with me, or am I going to be playing more of well, Battlefront? What, what, what are we playing? Or, uh, Fortnite. Like, are, you, are you guys playing Battlefield at all anymore? Do you guys play Battlefield? I'll, I will play, no. I will play Battlefield if you want to play Battlefield 1. I will play Battlefield. I mean, I haven't played in a while. I'm a little rusty, but I, wanna, I feel like playing something. All right. Uh, well, you can download Fortnite. It's free, and you can come on in. <sighs> or, I can play Battlefield with you. I don't yeah, care. I don't, I, I don't think I want to do Fortnite right, all right now. So, you're playing Battlefield? Uh, sure. All right. Battlefield with the Goonies. All right. Goonie Squad, Battlefield 1. We'll be back at around 10.30. Give me 15 minutes. Uh, and that's the end of the show. See you guys next week. Take care, guys. Don't pre-order. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience... Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.